Hi, this is Perry Kurtz, and I wanted to tell you that I've got a new show coming out. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. That's me. And it's going to be different because we're going to be bringing you the upside of life. That's right. The happy news to make you feel good. And each week I'm going to have my special guests. We're going to talk about their lives and comment on the good things. You can hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can watch us on Binge On This on YouTube. got this spiky thing for the back of your neck it's really weird all right good intro hey everybody spiky rolly back thing back at it again with the new spiky rolly back thing and a new episode of this that and the other back from our sabbatical my sabbatical the show sabbatical live and in person here in the great wonderful state of california i am as you know your friendly neighborhood co-host Brian, and as always with me, my friendly neighborhood co-host Sam. What's up, guys? In How the you bottom doing? left corner, he's the square in the center. Circle gets the square. And for our homecoming episode, the man, the myth, the legend, one of our OG guests from the beginning. <laughs> one of our OG guests from the very beginning. He is the co-founder of the podcast and co-host of the podcast, Keith. Your mom has gobbled on his nuts. Oh, babe. Fuck yeah. What an introduction. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Nuts. How you yeah, doing? Usually I get um, pissed off when I see a homie with long hair and then they cut it. But Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen him like since it. his long hair. Thank you, man. Look at that. It's true. He cut his hair. It's like less maintenance, huh? What's that? Less maintenance. A lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God! I don't even think about it anymore. No, it's awesome. I forget about it, and my girl has to has to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, your your hair's like a mess," because I just didn't even think about it. And I'm like, "Okay." You know, Does she this. like it uh, longer or shorter, better? Um, she likes it both ways. Like at first, she was so scared because she likes the bun, or she loves the bun. You know, I was just like, "Ah, don't get rid of it, don't get rid of it." And then, um, I did it. It was scary. But now we're used to it. We talked about that the other day. She's like, I saw a picture of you with your hair long. I was like, whoa. I mean, it's yeah. not you can't really do anything about it at this point. It's, well, not, right. it's not like you could change it. It's right. not like you could look you and be like, I could get a fake change, bun. Change it back. I could get a fake bun and put it on the back of my head. But Keith, well, how are you? We did a podcast. We all had long hair, remember? Yeah. Remember? Look at we, think about we're that. A metal right, band. Brian? How was how, how is uh how is living the life without long hair, Keith? Uh, I mean, I've, shit, I've been, I think I've been rocking this for over a year now. It's, the long, it's awesome. No, I used no to put on a fucking hair? hat. I don't, no you know. way. Dude, I wore a hat yeah, today. Yeah, it's been a while. For oh. I wore a hat a today. That's what you can do. Yeah, it's awesome. You fucking, when you have long hair, man, you got to fucking shampoo Did he really it, cut his hair a year ago? Oh, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Because I had to make a decision with um, late fees when we started filming. Oh, that. and that's right. It's like if I had the long hair and I knew I was going to be probably shooting that movie for the rest of my life, at least that was what it felt like. It's either cut it now or I'm going to have to stick with this forever. And I was wanting to try to get other roles in different jobs. So mm-hmm. yeah. I just chopped it, you know. Well, yeah. let's let's you can get grow your hair back, it, man. Dog. It only takes a couple I know, years. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah hair's hair, dog. Exactly. It's not like you yeah, don't your nose don't off. say that, pussy. You won't cut your hair. 
I don't have to. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> See, need to. I don't have to. I don't Would have you do to. it if you got a role though? That like, yeah, if it was the right role? one, yeah. yeah. If it got if everything, DiCaprio if all the stars came out of the heavens and no. said, if the I stars will. aligned and I got the right call from the right people, you know, I, I would do it. I said DiCaprio. <laughs> that was the that like in a realistic manner, real Hollywood realistic manners. Yeah. Like, we yeah, want you to be the new Sprint guy. If the right casting people called and no, that's the thing. The long hair gets me the sprint spot because oh, okay. it, right now what's heavy is is uh, the ethnically ambiguous look is the biggest thing right now in Hollywood, especially with all nice. the Zoom shit and all the commercial stuff. And so, like for me, it's not a matter. And I wouldn't honestly. I don't have an issue with my hair. I really don't care about it. Like it, it, I, I, I know it can always grow back, but I don't have the time to grow it back if somebody were to see a headshot of mine and go see that's the guy so i'd rather have it and then not you know cut it off private ryan style like you said if spielberg calls and he's like hey i'm doing the next fucking apocalyptico <laughs> to electric boogaloo would you like to be jose and i'd be like of course so, you know he's like you just got to cut half your hair off i'd be like fucking hell yeah bro even if my shit didn't make it on the editing board like yeah. the act of just cutting my hair out is so big to everybody involved, the director, the producer, the casting director, the casting agent, every single person. They would lose sleep like over happen, it for sure. And they would note it down in a little book and they would go, that's a guy who's willing to do what it takes when we need him to do it and is willing. And so those, that, that's the big move for me. Like that's my power Trump move is to build this up to the point where look how glorious this is, but see how willing I am to cut this down. <laughs> for you and so it sounds silly but that's what ends up that's what an actor's market value ends up being about really like um i um would well, you, real quick well let's, let's, let's talk about other things you'd be willing to do would you be willing to kiss a dude on camera i think i could kiss a dude on camera i think i'm comfortable enough with my sexuality and what i want to do as an actor to, to well, i don't know if i would fool out I hear you're talking about two different things though no let's get you, darker with it let's say you, weinstein came <laughs> oh, that's different. No, I wouldn't. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. If someone, if they were like, we need you to get penetrated. If Leo was like, look, I'm going to penetrate. You wouldn't you. want to get penetrated by Leo. Come on. Never dog. Never. No, that's, now, that's, now that's, if the <laughs> casting agent was like, Leo thinks you're perfect for this part. I'm like, I'm down. They're like, it includes penetration. I'm like, I'm out. They're like, but you're penetrating Leo. I'm like, I'm back <laughs> <Come> in. in. <laughs> and then you film it. It never makes it anywhere in the film. Never makes the it anywhere. You're like, you're like what movie is this? He pulls it's a fucking Al Pacino. And uses his money to fund his own sick, perverted sex movies. Yeah, but never like, get in. He's like, this is the time I got this Colombian guy to fuck me in the ass. It was awesome. Come, yeah. come watch this. Like, This was um, real coke. This was not like the Scarface fake coke. <laughs> um, so how's Arizona, Keith? Let's uh, Congratulations on the podcast for hitting 1,000 subscribers. Oh, that is, that is a man. huge, huge milestone, especially considering... Hey. You know, we started at the same time and it's great just to see your growth and see how comfortable you and McClay are as a team in front of the camera. And so it, it just speaks a lot about how well you guys kind of run things on your end. So congratulations, man. If there was a no, I appreciate that a lot, man. award, we'd give it to you. Um, but what, what can you, what's some advice sticker. that you could, uh, we got some stickers we're going to send out finally. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got some, some t-shirts. So, oh yeah. We'll send you some t-shirts also. All yeah, that. Not only will I rock the fucking t-shirt on the podcast and all around Phoenix, and shit but um we give our guests like little goodie bags of you know that's stickers what we're and bullshit and stuff so yep. if you send us actually we i had a big stack of stickers and i ran out on um, those big square ones tell so, him sam um, isn't that what i've been telling you i've been saying well well he's been wanting us to send a sticker so we can send it on a thing and like mm -hmm. again that's why it's good that we've been this phase two has allowed us to kind of 
call all the dogs home and be like, okay, guys, like this is what we're doing. Like we gotta look at it like all every episode is just practice. You know what I mean? No, even at hundred episodes that we just hit, like I tell Brian, like, dude, these are just practice, man. Like we're just getting started. Like let's quit fucking around. I'm, I'm kind of at the same boat you are. Um, there's still a lot of things that I feel like we need to work on, get better at. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't uh, want to be complacent. Exactly. You always want, want exactly. Like, oh, just because it. we got a thousand subscribers and hit a hundred, we're not like, fuck yeah. We, yeah. you know, we made it. We're, to be honest shit. with you, my like ultimate goal is 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. The only reason that. why I wanted a thousand subscribers is because A, you can start monetizing, which honestly isn't that much, but B, because you can monetize, YouTube takes you more serious and puts you in like legit algorithms and algorithms mm-hmm. and shit like that. You know what I mean? So um it just so YouTube can kind of take it more seriously. So I I spent a year pretty much bugging every motherfucker I met, saw on That's Facebook, what it came whatever, down. You know I, I mean, mean it's like, the only way we hit this hundred, man. But um, we were fortunate. There was a guy here named Trey Goodman in uh, Phoenix. Um, he's a producer here, and we were at like nine forty. And he just went on Facebook. He's like, "All right, guys, come on, community. There's this awesome podcast. Can you guys just fucking subscribe and shit?" And then all of a sudden, we got like sixty subscribers just from that guy. You know what I mean? So it is all about networking, and then eventually, people will help you out and shit. You know what I mean? And post your shit and stuff. So. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, all that hard work that you've put in over the past year and a half is like coming to fruition. And it's good to see all of that happen, you know, uh, especially in real time, uh, which is the other thing, too. Um, well, I think I the mean, most you- important part I realize, and we still don't do it, like we've been slacking this last couple of weeks, is keeping consistent content out. So I'm trying to get it to where we have two episodes a week and two clips a week, which, you know, that's a lot of work to do. Um, but McClay's helping out with like creating clips and stuff like that now. So, um, but I feel like, I don't know, we haven't really put, we put a clip out a few days ago, but we haven't put an episode out in like 10 days or so. And I feel like the, you know, people, it doesn't show up on people's YouTubes and stuff and it kind of fucks with the algorithms a little bit more. And so I think the most important thing is just to constantly put shit out. I feel can like I tell you that. Can I tell I you like the you cheat code to that? But here's the thing: we we fucked up. I fucked up. Let me. I fucked up because I we ju- I jumped into it. We Sam. I I say I because because <laughs> I just kept. I tell Sam it's like it's. I, I kept t- bringing dogs home. I kept bringing yeah, puppies home. That's and how I, it felt like. And I wouldn't sure. say anything. And I would. And I would just tell Sam, "Hey, by the way." You know, we just started um, a show, and another you show. need to figure this. Oh, you know, I see what you're saying. You know, right? And so, and and any, we've had a conversation about it, and it's and it's it's both ways. That's why you're you and McLean. I'm sure behind the scenes, you could tell me horror stories the same way we could, um, or not. Maybe McLean looks like a teddy bear. I'm sure. Oh, he is the sweetest anything. dude ever. God, see, can we it, trade? Can you, you can we do a, can we do a getting... co-host trade where we trade co-hosts for a week and you have Sam <laughs> that, that and I have McLean? We should do that. We should do that. That's Next time, um, you're out here, dude. When you come out, I'll to be Minnesota. out there. I'll be Let's out there November, <laughs> start of November. Ideas. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. We do the Brian and Brian show. That'd be dope. We do a crossover <laughs> episode. Is this a crossover episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But all jokes aside, I mean, I wouldn't trade Sam. Um, I mean, for the weekend, sure. But I wouldn't I'd trade, trade Brian for sure for Sam. Lucky yeah. son of a... No, but, don't say that. Yeah, no. No, you wouldn't. Believe me. No, you wouldn't, bro. You'd be eating those birds about a fucking weekend to that, that fucking exchange. Um, but no, you know, we we that was what was great about phase two and the sabbatical is it allowed us to kind of come back and be like, okay, let's both get sort of on the same page in regards of what we're expecting from each other. And... Um, and we cheated. We flat out cheated. We took a risk. Um, we could have specialized like you did, which we, I mean, hindsight being 2020, we, it might have worked, but we never really had a path with this, that, and the other. It really was a journal. It was just me getting onto the microphone initially as a drunk guy. I mean, go back and listen to some of those episodes. We were day drinking during a lot of those Oh, episodes. the first uh, 30 episodes of the podcast, I was so nervous. I was fucking drunk as hell, dude. Yeah. And I look back at those like, what was I thinking? Like, it got really weird. I couldn't come up with questions and stuff. And I actually, like, stopped drinking on the podcast so I could focus and be more That's you know, awesome. Yeah, I did. And, and like, like when I look back at episodes like <clears throat> that where I can tell the difference between, like, ooh, not drinking and drinking, I'm just going to, like, okay, like. You but know, I don't care either. Like, to me, it's like, oh, that's the part of the ball cast. I, I laugh drinking. about I it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I laugh at it, you know? Yeah. Whatever. And so we treated this, that, and the other very much like, uh, I, I did, um, as very much as like a personal sort of thing. And like Sam was, was my co-host who kind of sat there and reeled me in when things got insane, but there was nobody, you can't pitch that right, to right. anybody. You know what I mean? You can't entertaining as fuck sometimes, but you tell that to the first 10 subscribers we had for eight months. Um, but we were, we hit a point where we were like, and that falls on us also. That's an excellent point that you pick up for anybody who's listening about starting a podcast or wanting to get to that point. Marketing is so important and you bugging those people, getting to that point. A lot of people don't realize that those first thousand subscribers is legwork. It's you knocking on doors. Something Those are the um, hardest. That's like the hardest. Actually, the first hundred is like the hardest. And then the first thousand is like the next difficult. Um, I've seen other like YouTube channels, like videos in regards to that. And they all talk about getting that first hundred and that first thousand is the absolute most difficult. But once you get to that thousand, it really starts to, you know, the yeah. subscribers start to. I heard of, uh, I heard of a real famous or this YouTube guy that um, he's the, he's the, the black dude that interviewed Bill Gates. He's got that one channel, all tech, tech stuff. I know you're talking about, I know exactly he, what you're talking about. Yeah. He, he, he I, I believe he's the one who said like, it took me two years pretty yeah. much to get to hundred. Yeah. And then now he's, he's got millions, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that, but yeah, he worked his ass off and, and it still took even him. like Bobby Lee's podcast didn't really take off to about 200 episodes in. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. I mean, so, some of these I look at too, I'm just like, damn, this guy's famous. He only has 200,000. I mean, it's hard. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some of the biggest names don't have that many, as many yeah. subscribers as you would think. And it takes them a long time to get to their subscriber count. Like people don't realize that it's not like one day they just pop up. I mean, sometimes that's the case if, if a video goes viral, but you know, for the most part, that's a steady climb. You know, it's a, it's a, it's steady retention rate. It's figuring out where it goes, what, and you know, so it's, it's a lot of work. So like I said, kudos to you to getting to that point. Cause I know how hard it is um, on my end just to deal with all of that. But, but we cheated, we flat out cheated, I think. Um, you know, we kind of, we kind of threw the net out and we, we have kind of a bunch of shows. Um, that's a question, I guess, for you. Is that something you'd look at? Are you looking at as far as the podcast? Do you see that as a mistake versus as like a, a, a pro? A let's what, say a too many shows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you think that that's a good thing, a bad okay, thing? Okay. So I guess it was, it'd be only a bad thing if it's compromising your original content that you're trying to do. 
if you're still making that your, your original show that you're doing and make putting 200% into it and it's never affecting that, then have as many shows as you want. But if it's like, you know, affecting your original show, then you might, you know, need to drop a couple shows. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You want, you want one fucking powerful show with like, you're putting your heart and soul into it. You know what I mean? And then, but you guys are way more funny and creative than I am to, to have all these other shows. Like I could never even come up with any of that shit, to be honest with you. Oh, shucks. Like um, I look at the, I look at the podcast a little bit differently like- than you two either. Like um, I have guests for almost selfish reasons. Like I want to like learn from them. Like I have a lot of actors on and directors and stuff like that. So I, I ask them like how they learn their lines or how they're doing their shots. And so it's kind of like, almost a selfish reason too to like gain knowledge from them you know and i always try to get people who are smarter and better at what they're doing than i am so i could actually like get something from that you know so there's kind of like a selfish reason too i have the guests on if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so what were you saying sam uh oh like it's not like we're coming up when you said we're creative, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, these shows kind of write themselves. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, you know, or, or, um, even reading Ronan, you, you know, just reading. Um, just I mean, reading. Well, no, I just mean like. I'm just kidding, bro. But he is right. <laughs> it's just those are easy. You know, those are easy things. You could easily you could easily start reading, you know. Um, you could, or, you know. or playing a tabletop game that you like, like Magic the Gathering or something. Or if you were into, uh, I don't know, playing guitar, you know, or I don't know, sit there and fucking. I just feel like I barely have enough time to edit the, the shit for the podcast that. And I actually, to be honest with you, I fucking hate editing. So I don't even know if I'd want to do other shows where I'd have to edit all that shit. How, like, I can't wait to get to a point where like we have our own Jamie who can hit all the fucking buttons and do all the see, bullshit for us. So see, all we Sam. have to worry about is the conversation because, you know, that's, that's well, what the if you do it the like, podcast. What if you do it like Tom Green where you have buttons all around you? You know, so like as you're talking and he talks, you just hit his, his button so the camera's they have on him. The, um, what is that called? There's a there's a there, setup that there's that stuff can that do does that. that. It is a little pricey, but um, mm-hmm. I just want to focus mean, on the conversation, you know, right? And I have to worry about any. I, yeah, but the price, but it's either like you focus on a conversation, you focus on editing, like. Well, that's, he's that's saying at that point you would have a Jamie who pressed those buttons. You yeah, wouldn't have to worry about and it. And then edits it and puts it out. Yeah, like somebody actually. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I mean, how many people out there are trying to be a Jamie? Where would you find a Jamie? <laughs> You'd be like, is that, you, would you put that out there in a the paper? Do you want to be a Jamie? You pay a Jamie. Yeah, you would have to Craigslist a Jamie and be like, is anybody looking to... But I wouldn't want to... I don't know, right? I mean, you would have to find someone who, like, their true passion would be editing. Like, that's yeah. all they wanted to do. And, like, that's and on my editing list. Editing podcast is boring as fuck because all you're doing is going... Tell me about it. It's not like... <laughs> it's not boring. We have great not, shows. I love all Jamie's my shows. Editing. I mean, you're not doing, like, a cool scene in a film or anything like that. No, it's but just, Jamie's editing, like, as he's... He's putting... Totally. He's making clips as he's cutting between them back there so yeah. that way they're only there like an hour after the show and the thing everything's done totally yeah so he has one hand going from the cameras back and forth and the other googling and then as he's making those cuts they're being recorded yeah he might go back and tweak some of them but i don't think he does because when i watch him back the camera will be on somebody else when the other person's talking and shit all the time you know what i mean yeah so i don't think he. i goes think there's very limited me. editing of that show for sure yeah I think the way they have that set it up. It's but do just you, that one little spinning thing. I forgot the name of that system that they have. The called. Joe it's Rogan like, podcast? It's, it's like a $25,000. No, no, it's, called, it's like a $25,000 uh, 
video editing system that they use on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I looked at that list of things that they use. And it's pretty cool. It's just it's money. When you have money, you whatever you want. You have a million dollar Spotify contract. You yeah. can buy whatever you need. Just give us your soul and uh, your lighting. Well, even before that. Yeah, I, he I had that. stories from Red Band where, you know, they would go through the same shit we were going through as far as like trying things out, you know, what sounds yeah. better, different cameras, all that bullshit. So yeah. Harmontown has had a point where they, they could. But we have to save up and he could just give fucking Red Band his credit card and he could just get fucking <laughs> a bunch of brand new Macs and shit. You know what I mean? Or just do a week at the store, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever, like do a couple appearances, you know, and just fucking shuck all that money over. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's great. So you, uh, in regards to that, do you ever see yourself expanding further than just the podcast as far as interviews, um, Eric Andre kind of stuff, anything like that, or, or right now, are you, are you so solidified? What do you mean Eric Andre? Like, would you, would you expand the brand that is the podcast? You know, would you, or do you have any plans about that in the future? Um, are you going to stick to the bear? what you know, solid foundation of straight up interviews, you and McClay. So well, do you there's going to be a new section of um, probably within the next few months where I'll be doing interviews just like this. I'm actually trying new setups with the camera and the audio where we'll have more ambitious guests. Like um, for example, I used to be on a traveling halo team and there's these legendary halo players they are called the ogre twins. You know, I'd love to interview like ogre too. Or I'd love to interview the guitar player from within the ruins or like Stephen Wright, even though Stephen Wright would probably never do it, but I'm still going to email him and shit. And then McClay, he's really into comics and all that bullshit. So he'll be doing uh, interviews like this to like comic book writers and, you know, artists and things like that. So we figure if we send like 500 emails to all these motherfuckers, if like five to 10 bite, you know what I mean? We'll start getting fucking, you know, Todd McFarlane lives in, you know, Tempe and shit. I've actually yeah. asked him to come over here and stuff, but if he'll at least, a lot of them obviously won't, won't don't live here. A and B don't want to come over to some weirdo's house, but they might do an interview like this, you know? Yeah. So, and um, especially like say for the Deftones, if I could, you know, I'd love to interview the guitar player, but you know, being a guitar player, I could talk about his gear and shit like that, you know, nerd out on that kind of stuff. So uh, we, we hope to get more ambitious with the guests, but at the same time, every Sunday, we have two guests of some fucking bad motherfucker on, you know, from Phoenix that we're trying to put a spotlight on too, you know? Still maintaining the idea of Phoenix's number one interview podcast. Yeah, that's that's yeah, something yeah. very, that's something that I've always enjoyed also is you don't really stray very far from your roots as far as the overall message that the, you know, the show has always had, which was being the go-to place for people passing through Phoenix totally. and getting interviewed um you know by 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 you guys so again you know it's good to see that you didn't sell out you know what i mean to corporate america i guess um, we kind of did we you well, we did but, them, but we had like i don't know what's supposed to happen but um i think i even talked about this the last time what was on we your touched podcast, we touched but, on it a little bit yeah you know yes, we kind of keep that our rule over here is we like to keep everything in the oven until it's written on ink and there's yeah. money in the bank account so you know we have you we have talked about it so has anything changed in that regard or still waiting no worries man the world's about <laughs> waiting baby that's how hollywood yeah. works you know what i mean but it, again it's good that's our that's our goal too you know to get to get enough recognition you know uh, uh, uh to the point where someone could entrust us enough to be like here's a couple of sweatshirts or something go i mean we're doing a lot of big work on ghana i don't know i don't know are your ghana numbers big how do your ghana numbers um 
That's weird. Yeah, they were big at first, but I haven't checked in a while. I was actually check your really Ghana numbers for that. me. I'd like to check. I would like to cross reference what our Ghana numbers are looking like because I don't know if them Indian motherfuckers are just drunk or what. But them fools <laughs> been downloading a lot of us. Like, and uh, it's great. We love you, Ghana. If you're this listening, this is American to this, slang. That's him, not me. My name's Ryan. The guy who did the racist uh, racist accent was Sam for the future. Uh, got my Indian brothers. But um, but no. So you guys are going to eventually have guests and stuff or what? Uh, like we, through Zoom or in person? or? Well, I've been doing the same of all trades, which has been all guests. Um, real short. And we're starting to run out of my side of the guest list right now. So we're, yeah, I need, I need to start hitting up my guys. I just put it off because it's weird, man. Like the people just to hit them up, hit people up. Is there, like, give hey. him some advice, Keith. Can you help my boy out? Because he, you know, uh, he's doing everything I want, everything he's supposed to do. The help me out. Does. I need but help. Apparently. Help what, him. Give him some advice. Yeah, give him some advice. Uh, let's do a little. Let's do a little training improv scenario. All right, um, you run a me. You run a podcasting Ooh. training class, Keith. And um, this I'm young try man. I'm to look up a message I sent actually somebody. Oh really? That way I could just show you, tell you exactly what Sneaky I said. Sneaky bastard! <laughs> and this young man comes in and. And he goes, hey, you know, you have a great show. I love the podcast. Um, you know, can, can you give me some advice on how to overcome being a bitch when it comes to asking people to come on? on my okay, head? this is, for example, um, depussify me, sir, is when, he, is when he goes in there and he says, he says, help me, brother. Have you guys ever heard of the uh, band Grey Days? It's um, Chester Bennington's band before Lincoln Park. They're actually from Phoenix, and they came out with the CD uh, a few months ago. Oh, I didn't know they came up. Yeah, out with they, the CD. they actually say so what they did was they re-released their very first CD that they recorded with Chester in like I don't know the early '90s. But mm-hmm. then they deleted all the music and just kept his vocals that he had from the '90s, and then rewrote new music to it with like members from like corn and just like all these other band members and shit like that that's weird yeah it's it's kind of crazy and um and gray days was like that big local band in phoenix where everyone's like you know like chester went to greenway high school and shit so yeah yeah i remember so um you know everyone's like holy shit you know everyone kind of knew chester was gonna make it and then like he moved to la and joined a band called hybrid theory that's what lincoln park was called before they were called hybrid theory and then they eventually changed their name to lincoln park but anyway the guitar player um, lives here, and I actually have, like, Oompa knows him and shit, so I just message him, like, hey, my name's Keith, I'm an acting musician here in Phoenix and host of a podcast called The Podcast. Hang on, let me get some water. We, we uh, yeah, could you, could you take that back from the top, and this time, could you make it a little more um, honest, like... Uh, hey, man. <laughs> my name's Keith Obit. I'm an actor musician here in Phoenix, and I'm the host of a podcast called The Podcast. We feature inspiring guests, including filmmakers, actors, musicians, artists, or just anyone doing cool shit we can put a spotlight on. We've had Jonah from Far, Rich from Pelvic Meatloaf, Jody Arias' lawyer, and lots of other cool guests. Obviously, what you're doing with Great Days is amazing. We'd be honored if you came on the show. We usually shoot for about 75 minutes in Midtown Phoenix, 7th Avenue Indian School. My best friend in Phoenix, and wait, my best friend, uh, Oompa, is on the show sometimes, and he will probably be there too. If you want to check out some clips, just check out the link below. Anyway, 
thanks for taking the time to even read this and keep doing what you're doing, man. I love seeing musicians in Phoenix get the credit they deserve. So that's kind of cheesy and shit, but like, no, that's nice. Respond, not at all. He yeah, actually, it was really nice. Yeah, he responded back. Yeah, he'll do it. But then, right when he agreed to do it, the COVID shit happened. I know you said we're not supposed to talk about it. That's <laughs> fine. But then, um, but then, sorry, uh, producer. No whipping. <laughs> Don't whip me. No, and, I'm going to turn it off. And off. so it was literally that March that he was going to come on the show, but he's still going to come on the show. It's just um, waiting for all that shit to die down and stuff. But, um, you know, you just send them a few links, tell them what the show's about. And I've sent that that similar message to probably a hundred people that never even fucking responded back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, most people who who are down will fucking are like cool as fuck about it. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I told him that sounds bad as fuck. You know? No, I mean, I've noticed too. Um, people are down to get interviewed. They like to get interviewed. People oh, love yeah. to talk fuck about yeah. themselves. People love to talk, dude. People love <laughs> yeah. to talk about themselves. Oh, yeah. Because, because yeah, they spend so much true. time listening. They spend so much time listening to your work to the boss, and they spend Especially so much actors. time being told not to talk. Yeah. Actors, yeah. dentists. Um, I talked to my dentist the other day. I was telling him I want him on the show. Dentists like to talk. Everybody, yeah. everybody likes to fuck. Everybody everybody likes everyone to talk. loves to fucking talk, yeah. Everybody so, no, like, you want to interview me? Fuck, yeah. No, but that's not the issue. It's just that I don't, like, uh, people that I know, like, uh, like uh, if, for example, I know this one, like, uh, Krav, Maga, uh, Krav Maga instructor, and I'm like, uh, like, do, am I going to be that guy? Like, if I ask him and he says, no, he might beat me up. Like, no, you're saying no, because no, podcast I just is like... Very I don't want them to do it right now. Everyone I, has a podcast, and it's like, do you want to be that guy? I know what you're saying. Cause yeah, and, times and, I felt like that. Like I'd rather ask a stranger than people I know, but I know a lot of cool people. So that's the issue. It's just like, oh, I want to get these people on the show, and then like people like I'm going to throw him under the bus. Fuck him, Michael. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to throw his last name. Um, I asked him. I'm like, come on, man, you got to come on the show. You're a badass. You're, uh, you know, you do blah 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 blah, and he's like. I don't do interviews. Like, come on. I've had a couple of people tell me that. I'm like, yeah. what the I've fuck? had some people charge me. Uh, Richie the Barber, and I'll say That's it. That's so stupid. Uh, he w- I was like, hey, Richie, like, I really like your stuff. Like, I'd be down. Like, I would love to interview you sometime. And he took a while to get back to me. He's like, yeah, I'd love to. And, like, we were messing back and forth. And I, and I was like, cool. Like, let's set up a date. He's like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, it's uh, it's 300 or $500 for the session. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, I'll get Go back to yourself. you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> Uh, Richie the barber, I the clown barber. The fuck off. Who's that? He's a guy on Instagram that like he's a clown basically. He's like a dude who spent his whole life tattooing his face and becoming a clown. And oh. like he's a cool, he's a cool guy. Like I certainly didn't. But if expect that's his him. gig, if that's you his, know, yeah. yeah, I can't blame him if he's like, hey, I got to charge you five hundred bucks because I made my life as a dude who's tattooed my face, and every yeah, time I get on camera, shows, I yeah. need to get cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, you should have said, well, it costs $500 to come on, so it's even. So. Facts. <laughs> oh, no, you but, pay us $500. So what would you tell that? <laughs> what would you tell that young man if he came into you with that problem, Keith? If he was like, I tell just, him to fuck off. Yeah, Sam, I'm fuck off, up, dog. Dude. Get fuck your that. shit together, <laughs> bro. Oh, no, are you talking about the $500, dude? No, no, I'm talking no, no. about Sam growing cojones and messaging He just wants people. me to start messaging people. Well, because you, well you, that and, and Keith's really good at it. Keith's very good at it. And I, I basically just do what Keith did. Like what he you just got to send him out. clips of the show and shit, too, because the problem is I'm all them. audio. I'm all audio. 
So I'm going to have to send them like audio clips or just show them. And in, in fact, the reason I don't really tell people is because we don't have a website where it's nicely listed. He's I can't find myself. I show them our Libsyn and we can't, I can't even find my episodes. It's just mixed in, in, in all this shit. So I'm just like, you know, um, yeah. So we don't, I don't feel like there's a cohesive um, link to getting to my shit to be like, here you go. Like that was, that's been my issue. Is, is it on the uh, binge on this channel on there, right? Well, yeah. now we have a dot com. Oh, sweet, sweet. So yes, we're going to be, but it is on the Libsyn one. Yeah. It's, it's on the Libsyn yeah. one and it's on and the And then iTunes if I look one. it up, if I look it up on Apple, I have to scroll past season two for some reason and then find us in season one for, I don't know why. And then it's just like, then, then it's in some weird order. Then it's like premier order and it says like Sam of all trades. Like it's it, the, the website is, you know, it will help, I guess. Yeah. You know, to, because to if I can, if I can just, instead of telling people, no, we're on lips and you just got to get a that's season the, one. That's what the, the fuck that is. Yeah. yeah. The thing at that point, right. Is you have to be pitching. Cause what's different with Keith and with us is he's, he's just pitching the podcast. Like, uh, as far as like getting interviews or anything set up like that, I never just pitch like reading Ronin or just this, that, and the other. I always pitch binge on this as a whole. I'm always like, oh, like I do this stuff with binge on this. And I would love to have you be on one of the shows. I would love to have, you know what I mean? Like if they ask for specifics at that point, yeah. But the way Keith did it is basically primo, like just sending out that email and just being like, check us out like check us out and see if you like what you see and if you want to do something like we're more than willing to to do it um yeah. and then that's it like it's like auditioning really like I, you just put yourself out there and you're like hey this is like who we are yeah. and if you want to do anything with us you know if you hey, want to read what we you ever you ever think of um like using one of those rental podcast spaces mm. every once um, in a while um i thought of evolving into a studio at some point but Maybe once we're making enough money to pay for it, I don't want it to come out of our own pocket right now. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. it makes, it's not it that we're trying to make sense. money off of it, but um, you know, but if we you can, why want not? It to feed so yeah. my goal is uh, at a thousand subscribers on hundred episodes is you know to start sending those emails out for the sponsors and all that bullshit too. And um, see if How are you, get, what are you doing for that? Like, uh, what do you? Because to be honest with you, I don't know what I'm doing with it. Um, we luckily got a sponsor with um, uh, Mellow by Design. It's a CBD product. Um, nice. And they actually gave us our own CBD store, so you can actually go to the bog or you can go to bogcastcbd.com, and they have all kinds of different CBDs and shit you could buy. It doesn't have THC and stuff in it, but it's for the People freak out with the THC and shit, but it still helps out with pains and anxieties yeah. and all that. So anyone shit. on who's listening to this, go on there and get your CBDs. Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. And then, um, but I honestly don't know how to do that. And I wanted to talk to, fuck, I don't even know who to talk to. Well, I, I told Brian about this uh, website. What was it called that I sent you? And it was... Um, uh, anyway, basically, the gist of it was like you get the link put on there and he, we'll have to check in the messages, but like you essentially, it's like cross trafficking um, on your site or your YouTube. And like, if they click on the link, you get like a tiny percentage of it, like a tiny, like a fraction of it, but you know, you, it builds up 
you know, supposedly. And so, uh, yes, I, I have to look that up, Sam. I'm not too. 100%. Yeah. So, and, and a buddy of mine was tell, who told me about that was explaining to me, it was weird. I'm going to have to look at his messages again and we could talk about it more in depth later, but essentially what, however many subscribers you have, they kind of conform to you and in your needs in that way. So like he said, well, at that point, if you have nobody, we'll just put this thing on your link. And if they click through it, you make some sort of whatever. And then you can just shout out our thing and on your show. And then you can say you have a sponsor. Um, And then if you have many subscribers, I believe they do more, you know, and they, they find you companies that would, you know, like the, I hate fucking even the idea of sponsors, like it sucks, but everyone does it. I mean, even, you got to Rogan make, still does it for the first 10 minutes. I know not bro, yeah. and stuff, but, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, when like a, you'll watch like say tiger belly or even Steve-O's podcast in the middle of it, they'll cut to like a manscape ad, but they'll, they'll do it funny and shit. So yeah. it'd be kind of cool to get like a sponsor where we could cut to like funny commercials that we can make maybe creatively or Tim like Dillon is know. the best at those. Oh, Oh God. Yeah. Dude, I've cracked up. Well, even Joey know. Diaz's ads, he, he just talks, but he'll be like, you going to Thanksgiving this, you know, you know, take this, this fucking cocksucker thing. Like, like your grandma's ass, you know, <laughs> your grandma smells like ass and you get her me undies and shit like that. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> no, but um, yeah, Steve-O, Steve-O's pot is pushing his podcast hard. He's had a lot of good guests recently. Um, and I like the way he does it. It's he's literally editing his show and then where he pauses the show and is like and let's say he's out. sitting at his desk editing and then he's like okay we'll put an ad here and then he just stands up and, and fills cuts out of it i love that too. and then puts it into that spot and you could tell he's at that spot because on screen is like what they were just editing yeah so he's just he's very efficient in that way i find but anyway back to um getting advertising um i think you should try man like don't well, i figure I'd i would just send a bunch of emails to a bunch you know People. So you're sending emails to like who, like, like, I, I places yet. I'm still thinking about it, but fuck, why not like manscape? Just all the, I don't yeah. know, I guess shit I'm into weed companies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, the blue pill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Blue, blue shoe, right? Yeah. Uh, McClay's actually coming to, over tomorrow. We're going to talk about all that bullshit. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like the next step. We kind of like hit a hit hundred and then kind of was lazy the last couple of weeks. Or a thousand. Yeah. No, no, that we shot our hundredth episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like two, probably like three weeks ago, and then it took me like a week and a half to edit it because it was almost three hours long. Oof. And I, I fucking hate it. So editing, you, so. you sit there and edit right and left, right and like camera, camera, camera of three hours. Yeah. So I'll just it's kind of easy now because I could just use the scrub tool and I kind of can know when someone's talking and then when it changes and then just cut to the other person. And then if someone says something funny, I'll sometimes I'll just cut, you know, to the laughing or something like that. But if I get really lazy, I'll just cut to the GoPro for like a minute and I'll be like, fuck this minute. The story sucks anyway. And then I'll just put the GoPro on and then don't have to worry about because that minute takes like a long time, you know, to cut back and forth sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. When I used to when we used to do the three cameras back in the day, um, I mean, it, it was it was a lot, a lot. Yeah, the hundred episode, we had four cameras, so nah. I was just like, "Fuck." I mean, we'll have to, you know, when we when we start recording in person again, you know, it'll have to get back to that, I think, because again, in an effort to try and keep it up, you know, those cuts add to they they add to the experience as far as like, 
you know, and then like the inserting of images is something I want to work on when we're talking about things like, uh, it's I know just that's like, a really cool. That's yeah. I don't yeah. do that that much, but that's, cool. I'm, I want to try and start doing that more. If I can get the team in the right order, uh, you know, that's, that's sort of my goal, but my but favorite trans- episodes are the ones with just me and Brian, because it's just one camera and I don't have to edit. It just put the intro outro and that's it. Tell me about it, dog. So, the minute I, I decided to wanna- do the fighter and the kid setup. We'll just put the fucking one camera in the corner, yeah, dude, you know, the and then way. that's the way we do it. Yeah, we do yeah. one straight on one, and and it's just us talking. Do you see to, Andrew right. Schultz's? Andrew. Oh, I love Andrew Schultz, dude. Yeah, but so he has one on him in his bud, uh, Akash, and then only when the dudes behind the camera talk, know, they got like one yeah. far in the back that's just on, like, and there you can't even barely see them because the camera things are in front of them too. Yeah. Um that I, I like and it's just you know whenever the other people are talking but i believe it's the black dude behind the boards that's like changing the camera as they're talking mm-hmm. it is so, yeah yeah there's always a guy in the back running running that but stuff for they, their clips stuff. are great because now they're starting to do meme stuff like where he was screaming at something at one point and they took, made it red and like fucking shook the camera and so and like you know they're they're starting to meme their own own clips it's kind of funny getting creative with it Dude, it's crazy. He is the smartest fucking motherfucker on, on social media right Andrew now. Andrew Schultz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, his crew, him, his crew, oh, and what yeah. he's, how he's whipping everything into shape on, on that. five minute uh, monologues out where he's just, it's like one joke every like three seconds. You're like, yeah. Ripping on society but and shit. He just, he made, you know, 70 grand, a million, a 70 grand, a million, like whatever the fuck it was, uh, shows. And he just kept taking that money and, and he bought a building. You know, and then once you buy a building and then you hire some people, like he he's like, This is what I want. You know, he runs a tight ship because like I guess one of the dudes got married the other day or like a couple weeks ago, and he was mad the motherfucker went on a honeymoon. Yeah, he's like, dude, I need people working. <laughs> I didn't know all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the motherfucker's a hard hardcore worker. Yeah, he has a he has a fucking building right now that he's you know, uh, I guess podcast out of and stuff. That's where everything's being oh, shot out. It's of his command out. center, man. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's his command center. It's where he runs everything out of. It's where everybody clocks in and clocks out. It's where everybody. Yeah. Spits it's, it's like that one that out. Theo Vaughn's at, where they do. He does uh, his podcast, and then he yeah. does um, uh, what's that other one? That Sting one. Yeah, King yeah. and Sting. King and the Sting. It's like a. It's actually pretty dope. There's like the center is where the control room is and there's like podcast rooms all around it yeah kind of just control yeah. it all that's that's my goal that's my my goal is to get to that point where i don't i don't want to have to deal with anybody else for any studio for anything for any recording on anything i just I don't, don't see that happening in la though honestly well getting a studio yeah that's getting like a studio like fuck, huh? dude if if, if your no goal was made. just to do podcasts no I, I my goal is to make money and it's near impossible in this fucking state, like t- tax wise and and to make money. This wise, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You make money, but you got to give like half of it away. So whatever uh, money we make, whatever money we make with the t-shirts, half of it goes to goes to taxes. After, well, because oh well, yeah. I mean, until we get the LLC up, and then everything goes through, through Virginia. <laughs> then so what? there's this, you know, oh, okay, it goes yeah. through Virginia. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, Virginia's like, way less. 
Yeah, no, definitely Virginia is way less. But if your address is out here and you are making money out here, but your your LLC is in Virginia. Yeah, and if all the t-shirts are being sold through the LLC, I mean, I'm selling out of Virginia. None of I'm we're not sending anything out of from California. It's all digital, baby. We don't we don't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but where's your address? Where's your address? I would have two addresses. I would have an address in Virginia and I would have an address here be like a dude who owns two houses. You would just have to pay taxes in two houses or two in two well, places. Okay. But yeah, I'm renting my property out, so I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, but stuff. no, that's <laughs> the, uh, that's the goal. Yeah. Is, is, is to just have a creative space. That's, that's mine. Um, that's our own so that we can come in there and just kind of like, not have to rely on anybody, not have to worry about, you know, anything and run it like he runs it. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best to try and get on that level. And, um, but it's, it's like I said, it's so much easier when you have the capital. Totally. No, no, that's, I mean, that's not the case. It's, they got to that point because he had a team that rallied around him and they all work together to achieve yeah, what but he he's wanted a, he's to a get stand done. Comedian. I he's understand a, that. But what yeah, I'm saying is it's not like he was making Rogan money during those tours. That man no, but did those I, tours. He, he, he did talk he about on he, MTV actually for a while and made decent money on that. Like he, sure. not he's, like fuck you money or anything like that. But he's made his money. He's saved up his schmeckles. You know what I mean? Like he put in the money that he had saved up back into himself. Like way before he even started popping up on Instagram. Like now that having starts, any kind of fame for a podcast is definitely a plus, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. we came we came into it from the bottom floor. We For have sure, we yeah. have nothing, which requires us to have. Yeah, no, he had a solid team. This wasn't just something that just popped out. Like this was like dudes who believed in him and were like, "You're fucking hilarious, bro. You need editors. I got you. You need a cameraman. I got you. Why? Because I believe in your fucking dream. I'm willing to do this for He's no paying pain. them. Now yeah, he's the paying them. But no, at the beginning, even like at the beginning, even then, he, at the he, beginning was doing, he was paying them 10 bucks was, or whatever. He was doing the editing at the beginning. I hope to have that. I, under, I know that I'm doing the editing right now at the beginning. I understand that. What I'm saying is for those things to happen, he needed to be solid and the people around him needed to be solid for all of that to happen. That man didn't just do it on his own. So what I'm saying is he got to where he's at the same way Rogan got to where he's at. Because he had a solid team. He had the red bands of the world. He had the, he had the whatever, the Jamies of the world. Everybody has someone else that they work with so that they can, can get to the point. We all need a at. Jamie. We all need a Jamie. We all need an Ashwar or whatever. I'm your Ashwar. He's, you know what he's I mean? Not. Like, he's our Co- Joey Coco. Like, everybody need needs a network Iyad. team. You know, like, that, the, that stuff didn't just happen. Like, he, he had a solid team. Like, and that's why it's why like. Why do you think I'm, I'm arguing you with you on that, though? Well, you're not arguing me with me on, me on that. You're saying that he he had money from beforehand and that he had enough. Well, no, what he's doing right now, I need. You, I said it's easier when you have capital. That's all I said, and you're like, no, and I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. It's easier when you have capital. He's paying people. That's why it looks professional. But right, but what I'm saying is, do you think that he had that capital at the beginning? No. Beginning of what? The podcast? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? The beginning he, of the been, podcast. Yes, I do. Of his. He wasn't like a million or anything, but he made decent money because he used Dude. to work for MTV. He used to do all those stupid shows. Right, like and that's when I said and, he took that money and he invested it in himself. Yeah, totally. And totally, he yeah. toured and he's been making 20 grand, 70 grand, 20 grand. And all grand. that money goes right back. To the guy editing his fucking videos. He's part of his team. <laughs> 
Who's <laughs> part of his? Paying the guy from the beginning because he's touring. He's making again, enough money. And now they're friends. <laughs> right. Again. So uh, <laughs> tomato, potato, whether you, they're not your friends or whether you're slaves or you're paying them. He's paying the right people to back him up yeah. quality wise, whether they're friends or not fine, whatever. Well, the thing is too, once, once you're able to get that, uh, um, sponsorships, then, then it's able to generate something and you can put it back into, you know, if you don't have the capital from doing comedy clubs, I guess, but you, you can get advertising. Then fucking I think I when you have someone it. that can edit the show and do all that bullshit, you could focus more on just topics and pop culture and things to talk about on the show. Does that make sense? Cause yeah. Yeah. it takes up a long time. It takes up a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And, fuck, and then it sucks too. Cause it's just me and McClay. So, you know, I always have to look over and make sure the cameras are still recording or make sure the audio is still going. It sucks having to worry about that when I'll have to tell the guests, like, I'm not looking over there cause I'm spaced out. I'm actually like making sure the I'm checking on all the equipment, you know? but it sucks like that disengagement with the guest, you know? It's difficult, especially like you said, when you're trying to keep the movement going along, or you're trying to keep the story going. And I'm along, on like, this, to, I'm like yeah. yeah, your your oh. mind is elsewhere. Yeah, your yeah. mind is totally. Well, elsewhere. McClay's not. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't check shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. He's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just like chilling, bro. Like, <laughs> so yeah. what do you use? You said you, you use GoPro. Well, we use a GoPro for just the like a wide shot. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of only use it for the intro kind of like a like a speed up i kind of do it's kind of hard to explain before we start the show yeah and like i said whenever i get lazy in the editing for like a minute here and a minute there i'll just throw the throw up that footage or we've actually kind of evolved to having two guests at a time now we just don't have uh a third camera that is as good as quality as our other cameras or nor a chair but um I forgot where I was going at this point. What were we talking two about? guests at a oh, time? I smoked two blunts. Oh, yes, two guests. So um, we're evolving to two guests. So um, Why, we, why do that? Some people just, uh, for example, we had uh, a guy on from that show, American Ninja Warrior. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, I just saw a billboard of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a dude from fucking, he has a like a Ninja Warriors like school out here, and he wanted to bring his... Uh, his partner on. I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And I, I realized why is he's like kind of shy and stuff. You know what I mean? And the other guy was kind of more talkative and, um, I don't know. Why not? Why not evolve to two guests? If, well, if it's two people at a time, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, Rogan, it's one, two, three sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully we can get a better chair and camera and that eventually and a mic, like it's just a shitty mic that we give them and stuff. So, Oh yeah. I know where I was going with this. So sometimes I'll cut to the GoPro more if there's that, you know, second guess. Cause it's kind of, uh, I don't know, makes the scene kind of, or shot yeah. breathe more. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of hard to explain. No, I got, I got you. No, it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? For the angle that the GoPro is giving. For example, you. our hundredth episode, you know, it was, you know, me, McClay, Rich, and Oompa, and we're taking shots and shit. So sometimes it's good to cut back to see while we're fucking cheering and all that shit, you know? Yeah. There's something nice about seeing that big angle to totally. catch the full room. You know, it, it elicits some type and of And every reaction. guest that comes in here is like, I thought this room was so much bigger. All right. Like, nope. Because no. it looks like that because of the, <laughs> the way they came. Movie back. magic. And the um, GoPro kind of has that... Um, Fish eye, kind fish of. eye shit, you know what yeah. I mean? So it kind of distorts it a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're almost done with late fees. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully by the end of October. 
so fill us in a little bit on that. What is what is late fees? Just give everybody a little update. Uh, late fees is a feature film being shot here in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's about a 1990s VHS rental store that is going out of business, and the store was passed down to my character from his dad and he doesn't want his dad to know that you know it's going out of business they don't have the best of relationship and he discovers this late fees list that he didn't know about and so him and his uh co-worker uh go after these late fees in not the most conventional manners and they're not the very brightest guys either. So um, there's some subplots and different things like that to it, but that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. And we've been filming it for a long time. We shot a short film for it about three years ago. And then um, we've been just on- Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been a long time, dude. And just the last like probably four to five, six weeks, we've been shooting just uh, kind of consistently to the point where if nothing fucks up the days of shooting, um, we should be wrapped by October. And the reason why I say that is because it's not like your normal feature film where, you know, you shoot it in, you know, 30 days or 40 days. You guys days are gorillaing it every it's, couple of weeks. A, exactly. This is a passion project where there's a very minimal budget and, you know, every re- resource we have, you know, we just kind of take advantage of, you know, most everyone's doing it for free and shit and on the weekends because everyone has day jobs and shit like that. So it's kind of like, punk rock filmmaking at its finest you know nice so um, how's it feel being back on set it's awesome dude i had the most fun i've ever had in my life on set sunday night was that was that uh does it have anything to do with this being sort of your lead your first time actually leading no because um the scene sunday night i actually wrote Ah. and i pitched it to my friend and i pitched it to the director and then i wrote it and it was just crazy writing a scene and then seeing it come to life, baby. But people not only make it come to life and make it better than I could have ever fucking imagined. Like, I just can't believe how awesome it came out. That's and, awesome. Um, what the scene is, is there's going to be a montage in the film, you know, where we go after all these late fees and shit and we're not good at it. So it's everyone kind of gets away and stuff. And as the montage dies down, you know, it kind of breaks into a scene to slow the montage down. And we go into a biker bar and my coworker, he's this black dude. So he just sees the motorcycles already. He's like, what the fuck? You want to go in there and fucking, you know, kill yourself again? I'm like, you know, trust me, I got this. And I go in there and I'm like, which one of you fucking pussies rented the movie Ghost? And luckily my friend Rich, who he's actually the first, the 50th and the 100th guest of the podcast. He's the president of a biker gang called Metalheads. So he rounded up a biker all his- club. Biker club, yeah. Club, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Biker club. And um, he rounded up all his buddies and shit. And um, I don't want to like, give the whole scene away, but shout out kind of to the Mongols. <laughs> they're actually called metalheads. Shout man. out. My, no, no. We, we, we on our end, our Mongols crew, we, we don't, we don't know much about the biker life, but we stand with the Mongols. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That works. <laughs> but um, yeah, these guys were just fucking uh, naturally just, great actors and just funny as fuck. And um, they each added lines of the scene that weren't even in the script. I kind of just told them to improvise and I would have never came up with. And I was just, I couldn't even stay in character. I was like laughing so hard and shit. And um, I can't wait actually to see it play out. And nice. stuff. But like That's what awesome. you said, it's crazy to like write something and think of something. And then like, 
you know, this is the first scene we had with like 20 extras and shit and all these fucking mean, crazy looking bikers, you know, and shit, but they're actually the nicest, sweetest dudes ever. And, um, yeah, it's going to be sick. Hopefully hopefully. we'll see how it cuts out and shit. I remember it was, it was, we had a a lot of fun. One of my favorite times when we, when we did our first sort of screw around short, um, which was the shore, AKA laundry day, AKA, (laughs) AKA wing it. Um, we, went downstairs and we used a party that was going on already and we had written a scene that was so wild with a party in it and i remember thinking while this was all going down we only had like five of us it was like you know we were all we didn't know what we were doing i look back on it now and after all the times i've spent on set and after writing and understanding the process i look back at what we were doing and i'm like that's adorable. I'm like, that's so cute. Like, that's like, I, when I look back at those pictures, I see the old timey 1920 music starts. I'm like, and I see all of us with little, little hats on moving the lights. And we're like, let's get over here and start recording over here. Like, and we, and I'm, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like we were so sweet and like stupid and young and we fucked up and like, <laughs> we fucked up so bad. Like, what, you know, what would you have changed? Can we nothing. see it? Nothing. Is it out? Uh, we could probably get the footage somewhere, but it's all raw footage. It's all shitty footage. It's all Sam yeah. kissing. So a you black just went down there and what, was the two actors <laughs> just acting out scenes and shit? Or we've never told this story. Um, I don't uh, think so. Uh, all right. me. I, so lay down a beat, Sam. I can only tell this story when I freestyle. <laughs> In West Philadelphia, born and raised. To, <laughs> um, <laughs> a real not to sidetrack, but I want to do an album where it's just the Fresh Prince lyrics over different. Yo, you classes. guys see that it's on Airbnb and we can Airbnb. <laughs> I tried, to, I tried to rent it. It's rented out for months out because I wanted to do an episode there. I was going to tell you about that. That was my puppy yeah. that I was going to bring home, but it was rented the fuck out. There was yeah. no way. We were I saw be the day to. of, I was there the day of, and it, it got rented out real quick. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so, <laughs> so, so our old roommate, Alfonso, shout out Alfonso and I got, we were drinking one day, typical. And uh, we were like, well, let's write something and try and get everybody to shoot it. Cause we were like, we're all creatives. It was like, we're in like that golden hour of living in LA. You're living by creatives and you're down the street yeah. from Paramount. And like, you know, you're in a tiny little Korean apartment with two dogs <laughs> and like paper thin walls. And you're like, we're doing it. Like yeah. we're getting it done. There's a like, trap house underneath we're, us. There's a trap house underneath us with like gay dudes and like everybody saying, well, I Didn't do I this. Stay there? And I do that, huh? You did stay there. You did yeah, stay there. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I think well, I it's met not him. a trap house. Yeah. I don't know. Why, I don't know why Sam <laughs> yeah, said it like that. But it was. It was. Well, bro. Know. I mean, come on. No, go past the tenth and let's go buy chicken sometime. If you ever. Well, leave that's your house, different. I just mean. I just mean like are. it was wild. Nah, it was fine. It was a sweet little Korean area. If I could, I'd go back there. It's a nice area. I'd Dude, love it. my first week there, I heard. Uh, it, gunshots with a shotgun shot at the end. Oh, you're from <laughs> Turkey. You hear that Boom. on a regular basis. And yeah. so we were there and we were like, well, let's do this. Let's do that. So we wrote this story <laughs> and we wrote this story called Laundry Day. And the way I pitched it is I was like, oh, there's, Fonzo these two, and you. there's these two guys or there's this uh, girl and a guy who are in LA and they have this, uh, you know, they're dating and they're very happy and they're out here living the LA dream. And then one day the girl gets pregnant. And uh, she's like, I don't know what to do, but da, 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 da. And they're doing laundry while this is happening. And he's like, well, let's just go to the party tonight. And it's so funny saying this out loud because it's, it's a short. It's like something that the USC kids would put together. And you're just kind of like, oh, like that's where we started. And 10 years from now, when we're actually doing big things, you know, at our own building and doing stuff, we're going to be like, remember when we were totally. doing that? Yeah. Um, 
But we were like, yeah, like, and so they go to the party and then at the end of the party, they go to the beach. And then at the end of the beach, they decide they want to keep the baby. It was this whole like 15, We tried, minutes. man. We tried hard. We but tried hard. your guys' roles in the production? So like get acting, this, right? Like directing? Or? We had no roles. Brian over here was like, hey, everybody, this is like a free commune thinking type of thing. Like, like everybody, Terrence shit. Everybody's a director. Everybody's the fucking writer. Everybody's a producer. Everybody's a cameraman. You know, we're all just working together and just trying to make the... That's not how films fucking work. If you're listening to me right now and you want to make films, that's not how that Who works. Don't do that. <laughs> there needs to be structure. There needs to be someone who is in charge of the camera. There needs to be someone who is the director. There needs to be someone who has written that script and is supervising that script. You need to have grips. You need to have sound guys. Like, that's what we needed. And I was like, no, fuck it, bro. Let's do we, this. It's like actors were the sound guys. We're the, the actors, we're the sound guys. We're living guys. it, bro. We're living our dreams, man. And so we rigged a whole bunch of lights up and we had my camera and we had Trevor's camera. Shout out, Trevor. And, uh, you know, everybody was drinking and everybody was smoking and we were like, we're creating, bro. We're Al Pacino, dog. Like, we were sitting in the kitchen at two in the morning drinking whiskey, like, let's figure these next steps out. Like, but we never figured anything out because we kept getting drunk and we would watch TV. And so like the whole process was very like high school-ish. And, uh, but we shit something out. I'll be damned if we didn't shit something yeah. out. We, we, we went and we scouted for locations and uh, we got kicked out of location. We got kicked out of a laundry <laughs> place. We got we, the one we were going to try and rent. Because of my, what was it? My gimbal? He thought was a sound thing. He thought that we were already shooting because we had the gimbal there that day. And we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so there, we learned a lot on the fly, you know. It was, it was one of my favorite experiences. We filmed at a taco truck. We filmed at a taco truck. We filmed on the we beach in the middle the of the night. <laughs> um, Sam was our Why lead actor. Why don't you actor. take the footage and make a cut? We, I honestly, I, I could try we and don't find know that who, footage, but it's, it's Steven has it. But we, it's, so did it's you like, guys act in it also? Yeah. yeah. So Sam was the lead. That's cool. We oh, okay. put, we put out a casting call for a lady because we didn't have any lady friends that wanted to be, <laughs> we were, we were just in the city. Like we didn't really know anybody who would be willing to do anything. And Alfonso was like, well, I have a friend who'd be interested in doing something like that. And she was this wonderful, I can't, God, I can't remember her name, Sam. Yeah. Um, Fuck. but she was this wonderful actress. She was sweet. Way, she was way overqualified for the job. Like yeah. I, way overqualified. Like, <laughs> way, but way she still did it. But she still did it. She was a sweetheart. Bless she was her absolutely heart. Bless horrible. Bless her oh, heart. Man. Sam, if you could find out her name for me, that'd be wonderful. Oh, Oh, man. But she was a wonderful, wonderful girl. And, and to the bottom of my heart, if, if we make it big and we do big things, she will be the first one I have a casting director call. Yeah. Uh, no, to make she up was for so having nice. to kiss Sam. Because, um, like, it was just, we put her in weird, like, not a weird position, but it's just, we, there was no organization. If I were to look back at that on, if somebody were to ask me to volunteer my time on something like that, I would be like, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> like, you're either, I'm either having sex with you and, like, I'm doing this because I, I like you or because, like, like you've paid me a hundred bucks, like at yeah. minimum, like, but it, or you, she you're so passionate about abortion that you want to be part of this fucking program. <laughs> like that would be the only way, but like she was wonderful and God bless her. And, um, we fed her, we, we recorded, we fed her we <laughs> catering recorded for like two weeks. Um, and, and we did it. We shit something out. We never got it really to the like cutting edited. board. Yeah. We never really got down and sat down and we were never like, who was the editor? Who we was lost the all footage. the shots. 
Did you get all? Uh, did you get all the shots you needed though? We lost some footage. We didn't get in all the. We never. We had a shot list. I looked at the old shot list the other day. I was getting MDK Squad Pod list up. I was like, look, our shot list. I was like, look how semi prepared we were. I was like, it was all giving me the wiggles because again, like the phase two is important for me. Dude, as as shitty as you're making it sound, you you said it best that you fucking learned a bunch of shit. Oh my it. goodness, and, I love you know. So we learned a lot. The best filmmakers say, you know just go out and shoot. That's the best film school that you're going to get. And Lafey's is the, like my film school. I think for me, for when I'm going to do my own shit, cause I just want to get behind the camera and stuff. So yeah. I'm learning everything not to do. You know what I mean? Well, so. one of the things that made me realize coming from that experience is you have to be selective or you have to, if you're going to do something, I think it's important in my personal experience, based off the time that I've been on set, the limited time that I've been involved, um, I don't think it's conducive to the program if you're both the director, the writer, and the star. No. I think you got to have big cojones and you got to know what you're doing and have a team, Dude, whether they're getting paid or not. But having a strong team beside you in that in that scenario is incredibly, incredibly important. Because I'm going to send you a couple uh, films I was in, the, their IMDb page, and just read their reviews and you will just laugh their ass off because they're so fucking hey send them to me the right now and we'll, so we'll share screen bad. it and yeah, let's, no, yes. I don't want to do that but, okay, uh, okay, okay, I know okay. the filmmakers <laughs> and shit but um, what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to yeah. say is they were all projects where it's always one dude trying to do everything he's writing it he's directing it and the camera guy it's like so I heard if you so, do that and you bring it to some indie film festival don't put your name in the title just yeah, yeah, I think oh, the less totally, absorbed yeah. you can be in 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 your well, own. I don't project. think they even don't do put it. like writer your name, director your name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, no shit, huh? yeah that's makeup by huh? Keith Obit. No, like Best maybe script by Keith <laughs> yeah. Obit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, assistant producer to the producer Keith Obit. No, producer problem, Keith Obit. It's probably not like this in L.A., but definitely in Phoenix, the problem out here is the directors they don't ever direct because they're so consumed with all the other bullshit you know what i mean it's like yeah as actors we want to be directed like tell me if it sucks tell me if it's good Absolutely. you know what i mean like let me know. yeah when you tell me any, more or less there's something. projects i've done for like three four days i put my heart and soul and they don't say anything and i'm like yeah i leave i'm like did i do good is it bad like what the fuck just tell me fucking something yeah i think you one of the perfect examples of that is sam um we shot something just something very small yeah, which I uh, do it was called Pay Me. And Sam was like pitched it. He was like, you know, he wrote something out. It was like this little thing in there and, and all that. And we were still multitasking roles at that point. Shout out to Alfonso who came yeah. out and helped us again. Yeah. Uh, but we were, we were still multitasking. And one of the defining moments in that particular shoot for us, as silly as you can call it a shoot, but what else are you going to call it when we were screwing around on camera, was afterwards we looked and Sam looked at the footage and Sam was like, yeah, man, you keep doing this. You keep doing this with your face. And those are the notes that a director does after every cut. Yeah. And I told Sam, yeah, it's because we we need a director. Yeah, yeah, right, like yeah. we need someone there. <laughs> like because right. Sam was the cam op. He was cam oping or he was in the scene yeah. grabbing me. And he was like, you know, so without somebody there, without clear logistics, without clear communication of. Not only that, then continuity mistakes happen. Continuity things, mistakes. Like. like because I took over um, kind of a producer role in the background to, I, I kind of was trying to selfishly wrap myself on late fees. Cause it was one of those projects I realized we, I probably 
wood shoot for the rest of my life. So I've been making call sheets and, you know, making all the actors like, you know, when they come and all that shit, but continuity and wardrobe, that shit's a nightmare, dude, trying to keep a track of. It's hard. And, it's so Oh hard. my God. So I have like a whole pro or, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Celtics. I call it Celtics, but it's just mm-hmm. like a script writing software, you know? So I'm getting with the actors and plugging in the wardrobe and making sure, but then we show up to set and fucking one actor forgets his watch. He's like, fuck, I forgot my watch. Can we write it into the script? And it's like, we don't need to write in your script. Like your fucking watch is gone. You know what I mean? But certain things of continuity, you kind of have to in order for the story to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that sucks when, there's no one to pay attention to that stuff and you have to sacrifice the script just to make shit make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't a know. lot of moving parts to this, you know, that's uh, why uh, it's important to have someone on every fucking role. Like when I do my own shit, I'm just going to direct so I can really focus on the shot I want. And with the actors and the, you know, the performance and shit, I'm going to get a camera guy that I can trust. that can know to do his shit. I'll never have to worry about the audio. I won't have to worry about the lights because the lighting guy is going to work with the camera guy. Yeah. Like, everyone should there's gonna be a script supervisor and shit like i don't want everyone to be stressed out with like fucking four or Mm -hmm. five different roles because then things get uh sacrificed especially the art and the creativity that's shot when you have roles filled and everything's being executed you have more time to be creative on the set and make the scene better and shit you know yeah i did hear i was listening to uh rob snyder um on um burt kreischer's podcast oh i want to watch that it's it's really good they talk about adam sandler a lot um and he was talking about how adam sandler's first two movies billy madison and happy gilmore how he was trying a lot of stuff and you know at that point he couldn't just get whatever he wanted and everything like that but he he worked all the pretty much the departments that by the time he got to um big daddy and stuff like that like he had honed everything but he's there he's a, he's he does every step you know he from writing to the whatever but yeah he's not he's not moving lights around but he definitely knows like hey i need that light more over there or whatever because apparently he is hands-on with everything oh that's cool yeah he is he is definitely on it and they do rewrites like on like that night like that was funny let's maybe add this and like he works with the people that are the, the actors or here ad lib let's let's see what you got you know and just to make a lot scene better and shit. Most of the ad libs are are better than what they wrote. It's oh, just for sure. it's it helps bring them to that point. And essentially, what he does is he's able to be hands on with everybody. But yeah, it is the group that you surround yourself with. You have a good lighting guy. You explain to him well what you want. That, that guy will fucking do amazing stuff for you. Same thing with sound. You just got to be able to do all those parts so that you can communicate well what you need. Yeah. And I'm going to try to execute all this shit with the sound guy bullshit in January. <clears throat> I got a lot of the late fees crew to help me out and stuff. So yeah, that'd be yeah. cool if you guys came down in January and fucking I got plug like me in there, show. dog. So we're actually shooting at the same check how crazy. This is the same biker bar that we shot that scene. I was just talking about. It's called mm-hmm. Metalheads, and the sound guy script. The metal bar is called metal necks. So we're just going to change it to metal heads. And I actually have all the shooting locations. I have it 80% shot. I mean, uh, cast, and I have my shot list and shit already. So I'm actually in like really uh, early pre-production for that shit right now. So hell yeah, you guys should come down to Arizona in January and fucking fuck around and shit. That'd be dope. I'll try. Yeah, yeah that'd sure. be that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Especially just to see it all come together or after you know being worked on for so long. Yeah, you know. But it touches on just sort of the idea that like a personal project like that requires um, full understanding that you're not going to get anything back other than the product 
that you're hoping to sort of create. Are you talking about like financial? Well, I well, I mean, I guess you're all you you know in that regard. Just for anybody in general, you know, operating as a business by yourself, or because movies are businesses. You know, you're essentially, you know, the the act of a movie creating that movie in itself as much well, as it's it not is a movie, it's a pilot show. So it's like no, I'm I'm just 20, saying in general, it's yeah, a pilot yeah, yeah. show or a movie or a short yeah, yeah. or whatever. Potatoes, tomatoes. That actual act in itself is is its own business the act of recording and doing all of that within that three day period or three week period or what have you you know that's its own that's its own business and so major major guys like disney and major mgm places like that they can jump into those and know that they can lose you know what i mean like disney knows it can lose back to back in the movie theater it it won't do that obviously because it's smarter than that Mm -hmm. but it knows it could take a couple downfalls indies and smaller stuff that go out to sundance and things like that you know those you operate going in there with like you know sam for example was shopping around his western for a hot minute until covid came up and and and, you know kind of no i mean we were we were starting yeah it was in pre-production you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so like there was money being talked like and there was things going in there and there was always anything there. And all of those projects consistently happen out here. You know, I've been you know, I talk to everybody, all my comic friends and everybody and everybody has a story like that where they were balls deep in with their investors before COVID happened and then poof, it blew up. And so with, you know, and I don't want to talk about COVID. So that's the only thing I'll mention about it. I think that's the difference though, is um, this isn't like investors investing. This is just another passion project. That's what I mean. But I'm also going to be able, I know I'll be able to raise five to 10 grand myself and pay everyone accordingly. So, you know, morale is up. I like, I'm going to do everything, you know, the right way. That makes sense. So I don't care. I don't care if I make any money off of this. And honestly, like I'm friends with the boom operator, the camera guys, they're all willing to do all this shit for free. Boom. So if we make a fun pilot That's and we my have point. this cool location. Like I want to turn it into like a, it's all always sunny in Philadelphia where it's yeah. just this sound guy, you know, metal bar and all these crazy fucked up, you know, stories that happen. Even if we just put it on YouTube and people just enjoy it on there or something like. Even with the lack of funds, you know what I mean? Even without having any capital, you've managed to create a team, get these people together. There's this this network of people that you have and you're like, I want to try and do this. And they're like, we got you. Like we don't have to, we know you would pay us. We know you would pay us if you could. You don't have to, because we see that you're passionate about this. Well, not just that, that they thoroughly enjoy doing it. And they love doing what they they do. Yeah, they love being on set. Like even myself as an actor, um, (laughs) I mean, I haven't honestly, besides Lafey's acted in a long time, honestly, but I, I would do free shit you know a lot of actors shit on that like don't do free shit anymore like i have a lot of actor friends like i don't do free shit anymore that's you know blow but i would do free shit and not only have the fucking time of my life and like watch how other people operate and do their stuff i would make two homies and then someone would refer me to another job that would yeah. be paid. you know what i mean so it's like i don't know no, I do student films out here all the time. You know That's what I mean? I, I go out and do student films and like, cause usually you can snag the lead in student films and MFA films, you know, for their masters. Um, and one of those thing- motherfuckers eventually will be, you know, the next, next big dog. That's know? what my business teacher <laughs> yeah. says. Yeah. She's like, you never like those MFA students that are making those director sizzle reels. That's the stuff they're showing 
to, to people that they're like, Oh, we're, we can direct, we can do this. Like, and you're part of that reel when it gets sent up to, you know, dreamscape or whatever, you know, wh- whichever one of the major corporations, but, but yeah, no, having a passionate project and having people who like what they do that are specialized, that's, you know, that whole experience taught me that, you know, doing, doing, um, late fees or not, <laughs> you did late fees <laughs> doing the shore, um, you know, and doing like pay me and stuff like that. And I think, in the future when we do things, more things like that, cause we've talked about that before, um, pre COVID, uh, that we need to, we need to start doing that more, um, as far as, you know, taking the writings that we've done or, or, or have ready to go and the cameras that we have and all this equipment and, and trying to do something like and make shore. it into a production. Well, we've always, I mean, I've, I've always considered us that capability. You know, I've always said. We have said, the capability. We have everything to make a film right here. I we just have shit. everything yeah, to make every, right every, really? everything. Yeah, everything. Every single Holy thing shit. we need, we could, we could do Fuck, a film. if you right guys now. ever need my help with anything, and I'm talking even behind the scenes, I need even now. Well, no, I'm. I um, just a set experience. Like, I would come out there in a heartbeat to help you guys. I am literally finishing up this book. I'm like, at the end. I'm at the end. It's, that's kind of the other thing, too, about the, the sabbatical is my man's been working on some other stuff on the yeah. other end and he's he's wrapping up on that it's i'm just right there at the end i'm like the last at the last last of it um, and then once that happens i want to write a short like yeah definitely like, like a, a 10, short 12 minute yeah and so I, i'm i've been mulling because that over. helps me on my end for my reel it, it helps him as far as writing i'll be the best you know? film school ever yeah. well i've we've pushed that from the very but we're so you know we, i either i either drink too much or we never get people creative. together you guys are already directors and shit i mean we, we yeah we just have to guys, i can already together. see you guys making your saw list fucking if you guys just really execute it making some yeah i mean i got really that cool fucking shit. i got that one uh program gorilla whatever to create your shot lists and and plan out your day to a t oh yeah yeah Yeah. so that's that's on us that's on our to-do board you know on the way i just need a story so i need something i need an idea if only we knew a script writer i know but i'm finishing up this book so my brain right now is all if only he finished up this book (laughs) and i need an idea because every time i try to as if there's no other books about mussolini jesus i need cameras you guys got uh, so we have the Panasonic G7. We have the, I believe hers is a Canon D5, right? Yeah. yeah Canon yeah. D5. I got um, some lenses. Why we have the lenses. We have the gimbals. Um, we have. Well, yeah, gimbal. Is that's that the kind of stuff called? I wanted to start getting now up until January is the uh, camera equipment, different like sliders and gimbals. and I actually The sliders is what's next. Um, that was that's one of my next it's lower on my list of priorities until he and I can until all of us as a team can figure out when we can get together and start shooting this stuff. But this, yeah, I have a couple of those things priced out as well. Sam's also talked about doing it. Do you remember when you were like, we could just make one. And I was like, Oh, that sounds good. But that was I like, saw one in, made. <laughs> yeah. 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 Someone yeah. made it pretty easy. But anyway, yeah. And then I got the, I got the boom pole, the boom mic. I got the zoom. Oh, yeah. All, we have all of two that. zooms. We have I got a nice boom pole, too, with the fucking blimp. Lavalier mics. Um, That's dope, dude. Yeah. We just, we just got to do Is it hard lights. to shoot stuff out in L.A. right now? No. I mean, we should, we should be taking about it. it. We, should, we should honestly be doing more about it. So once this goddamn Mussolini book is fucking done, then we can get out there and start doing things. But, no, it's you easy can, right you now, You can do a good... 10 to 12 minute short film and shoot it in like two good solid days, two good uh, fucking 12 I just need a good days. idea. 
You know what I mean? Well, if only if only someone read comic books as a child and had a, a million ideas, a good, a good idea that w- that we can do for under like two thousand. I'll get a, I'll get the good idea then. Two thousand, like I don't want to spend more than two thousand dollars. Did you get to do any stunts, Keith, as the lead for your movie? Um, not stunts. There might be some in the montage we're gonna film, mm-hmm. but there was a difficult scene where I I hung myself from the ceiling. And I actually got fucking pretty deep into character on that one too, which is crazy because, well, you know, my friend Mando had just died and stuff. So it was actually one of the first time acting wise where I finished. I was like, holy shit. Like that felt real as fuck. Like I've never finished a scene acting and was like, holy shit, that was awesome. That was the shit or that felt real. But like after that one, I was like, holy shit, that was pretty fucking dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking just swinging on a fucking, on a fucking rope and shit. How did they set that up? Um, our, our boom operator, he's probably got 30 credits in the film cause he's fucking wears so many hats, but he, he rigged, uh, he, I actually sent him a YouTube video on how to make a, a noose, but to rig it to where I can hang from it, what wouldn't really tighten from me. And then they just, we were inside of a uh, comic book store that we turned into like a, a VHS rental store. And we kind of just lifted the tile up and threw it over like a strong kind of, I don't know, solid like barrier kind of to hang on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just kept my feet on a stool and then just kind of swung and shit. I don't know. Powerful. powerful oh, so you weren't actually stuff. hanging. You weren't actually like really. No, hanging. I was able to kind of like fake it, you know. Okay. Cause and, like I've seen those where they have the harness and you. That's what I thought it was. On, no, it, on the it was kind of like that. It was, I wish I could explain it better. Um, We'll do better. It was more yeah. that it, more <laughs> that I didn't have to worry about it actually because it was still kind of stressful. It's like, man, if this thing just goes ding, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. It wouldn't do that if that makes sense. Okay, it's just like a safety measure to so that's not really scary. Me I don't stuff, like having but, a rope around my neck fall off that chair. <laughs> oh yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty intense. <laughs> well, that's cool that you got into character. You know, uh, that's difficult for some people to do, especially in under under those circumstances. Well, but. plus it's like a comedy too. It's like mm-hmm. a very dark comedy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was like weird to, for that to be the film also that I actually. Well, yeah, I mean, comedies <laughs> don't they say you should just play it straight anyway? Who are yeah. you? Uh, True. Yeah. I was gonna. Yeah. I couldn't think of a quick enough thinker. I was gonna say Gene Wilder. Who are you, Gene Wilder? Ron um, Howard. Who are you, a renowned comedian Bob Saget? Fucking numb nuts. <laughs> I'm just trying to be meaner in this face too. I'm just gonna shit on Sam constantly because we're not in the same room, so we can't do anything about it. I'm like, you stupid fuck. Okay, see you later. Like, I'm gonna really. Um, what are you guys? Gonna, are you guys gonna do the podcast in the same room again? Or that's the yeah. goal. Uh, we just kind of have to figure out what's going on. A lot of, um, a lot of the network has been kind of run wing style, fly by the seat of my pants and, uh, it has to stop. And so, um, yeah, I think we, we, for me basically is just trying to find a headquarters, whether it's my own place or a podcast studio, um, but it's just important for us to have a place where we can all go um, and just and just kind of like, um, you know, do our projects and stuff. And it's not it's not fair in a partnership uh, to kind of rely on one other person to do one thing, whether that's, you know, location wise or just doing the work or just 
um, doing like that. I'm sure you and McClay sort of do, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned just recently that McClay's starting to help a little bit more with stuff. And uh, I remember a couple of episodes back, you mentioned beforehand, you know, McClay doesn't, re- he just shows up, you know, and um, that type of growth is great, you know, to hear. And, um, but sometimes if communication isn't open, and I'm sure you, you can agree, you, you know, you guys miss signals sometimes, even if you guys have been best friends for however long, you know, with so much on your plate, on each other's plates, you know, juggling what you do in life. If you don't communicate well, um, no, I tell him straight up everything, how I feel and shit all the time. Like there's no like hurting each other's feelings and shit like that. So we're pretty honest with each other, you know, if something's bothering us or whatever. So yeah, be pretty straight up about it and stuff. But it got, it gets to the point now where outside of this, uh, this, that, and the other, or being on Zoom, we don't see each other. So and you guys see each other a lot more. That's the thing, yeah. And for me, it wears on me in the sense of like I, I, I never designed the shows or had this. You know, when we can't do anything right now because legally in Los Angeles, like we're still quarantined. Like it's not fair for anybody to kind of get together or do any, regardless of what you think about whatever's going on. It's not fair for anybody to be like, get over it. We need to get back to work because that's not the world we live in. And it's just not fair. But even if that was it, um, like I would rather have a spot and be able to put up a banner and do like what you guys have. You guys have a home base. There's this, there's your studio. Um, that's sort of the thing I was, I, I yeah, but that's Keith's house. <laughs> I, I, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, mm. but yeah. So, so we kind of still have to figure most that of our, out. Most, of, been... most of our stuff on binge on this is done over zoom. It's better over zoom roll four twenty Cause we have the, the map, you know, mm. um, like Zoom has helped us out. Like as far as like the shows that we wanted to create, you know, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a useful tool. You know, what's hood? We can't do what we couldn't really. I mean, what's hood wasn't necessarily done on Zoom. He recorded and sent us the stuff. So, I mean, Zoom helps. You know, how do you we, edit the the Zoom? It comes like, in one cam- file. I know. Well, it would save the two well. files. Uh, like for well, example, we just, like I just I click on who's talking right now, but does it? No, you can, like, you can have it. You can have it where it moves to who's talking. I prefer a grid. Out. Yeah, a grid makes it grid. easier because depending on your internet, you'll flash to someone and they may not. You know, they'll be saying something and it'll be done by the time you get back to whoever's saying something. So if I'm clicking it, is it switching it for you guys? No, no. Oh, okay. Nope. Yeah, it's that's, got that's the, just got a full okay, shebang. Okay. But when when it saves, it saves. Uh, there's a video and audio file, uh, video audio file, and then there's a separate audio file, just audio. So you can, th- yeah, that's how I do Sam of all trades. So I do it so I can see the person, and then I just send him over the audio file. Yeah. So I mean, it's easy. I I, I have nothing against Zoom for any of our other shows. You know, when when it's needed. It's but just, the problem with this, know. that, and the other is that there is no clear cut. There never was supposed to be that, Sam. I know. There's never supposed to be a clear-cut thing with this, that, and the other. I know. What do you mean by, like, uh... We don't have a niche. Like, like if we had no other shows... If we had no other... And that was the problem that we were having at the very beginning, is we just had this, that, and the other. And when someone wants to get explained what this, that, and the other is, you can't just go, oh, it's Brian who's getting high as hell, and he just starts rambling, and then Sam pops in and goes, 
well, maybe the legal age should be 13. And then it's just like a shit show of like, well, how would you like to sponsor us? It's a would shit you like show to, of canceling. You know, and so he, you know, we don't, we, we don't have a point. And I get, you know, there's no point to the show. I would never want to stop doing the show because I love the show. Again, the show has always been therapeutic for me. I never started this, that, and the other with the goal of having guests on here. I mean, I did, but it would be like the homies and everything. Yeah. I just started this, that, and the other because I was like, I need somewhere to talk. Like, uh, I need we, somewhere we want to try out a green screen. <laughs> yeah, like we wanted to try out green screen. We wanted to start the YouTube channel, you know, like we, you know, so my my goals and all of this, that, and the other, as far as that was concerned, while I was drinking and doing all that period of my life, I was just like, I just need somewhere to talk. We need to just be creative because things weren't happening in the professional life because of my personal decisions. And so I was like, well, let's just do this because like we can do it and it's easy. But we, we stepped levels up, you know, we changed, we changed levels, you know, I, I started seeing a different future than what we had originally planned. And the one great thing about Sam is, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you know, he's a, <laughs> when you show up with the dog, Sam's not a heartless son of a bitch. He's like, oh, well, we're fucked. Like, we got to do what we got to do. It's kind of the same thing with the shows, mostly because I handle everything. And so it's like, dad, don't worry. I'll take care of the show. I'll clean up after it. I'll take it outside. You won't ever deal with it. I'll walk the show. You'll do it. I just need you to sign up the show for the license because whatever, like, and that relationship, you know, is it's worked in the sense of like, yeah, we've been able to get as far as we have at this point. Um, but with this next phase, you know, it's going to take a little bit more than just, it's going to take us to Megazoid together. Um, and because I took a, such a big bite out of the cake, he's going to have to evolve a little bit quicker, but that's, you know, that's the thing. And if we don't, if we had, if we had to maintain our communication, like we have over the past three years, I don't think we would have gotten to the point we had. I don't think we would have gotten past episode 10. What episode are you guys on right now? On which show? Uh, this, that, and the other. 76. 76. You know, most people give up after about in their forties. So the fact that you're in the seventies and made it that far and you're still looking forward is awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even expect any type of like anything until at least 150, 200 episodes. Honestly, like I don't even look at it until then, you know? So yeah. I keep, I keep so, so you have a great though. attitude, man. And uh, yeah. just Thank keep you. pushing forward and you guys have a great fucking hilarious show. So um, at least someone enjoys like you guys it. are looking, you know, uh, ways to make it better. So are you the one person who downloads this? Uh, right. Are you the guy from Ghana? Oh, oh. I know, I know uh, me and I know definitely McClay does because he's always messaging me like, oh, did you see this or did you see that? But you That's guys good, man. Shit, so. Yeah, because again, you know, it's uh, that wasn't really anything that we meant for anything to happen from it. You know, we just, I just, we just do that on a regular basis. You just the only reason why me. I fucking started the podcast is because McClay actually wanted to do this like 10 years ago. He kept bothering about, bothering about it and I only eventually started it was to fill the void of being in a band because I was always in a band my whole life where I'd go to band practice, you know, two to three times a week, hang out with my fucking homies, get fucked up. And I actually tried getting the band back together for a year and a half. I remember I that. Sobered up yeah. off of drugs and shit. And I realized being in the band at my age is fucking a disaster because it's like having four fucking girlfriends that are constantly bickering and fighting with each other that you have no control over so i was like let's just do this podcast with mcclay it's just mcclay that's it and he's the easiest you know going guy ever to deal with then um then like i said the selfish reasons of having guests on and just learning from him and shit like that but honestly it's filling that void of being in a band like that was just the funnest shit ever you know and i'm just 
too old for that now, obviously. Ah, well, you know, the go- ghosts can always come back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, well, no, jamming, writing shit, but like, yeah, no waiting I mean, for my Jim, fucking next, like, you know, my you're not waiting for like Capitol Records to call <laughs> no. you and be like, oh, we found this demo underneath a stack yeah, yeah. of we should, yeah. El Pollo Loco a, coupons. Yeah, we should write a uh, a comedy short, uh, music comedy short. We can, you know, always, you should, and it's just can always do that. Do you know who well, we have a lot of, oh, of hold on, stuff. Hold on, hold on, let me hear what Keith said. You should do it on um, Rip Hyman's. He's the character from the sound guy, but like we're trying to get him to have someone make a documentary about him. Um, he's just like an 80s butt rock singer who like fucking, you know, talks kind of shitty to women and stuff like that. And you know, you guys are making a, a fake documentary on him. No, 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 I'm not, but there's so much potential for this character to do like a cockumentary you're right him or like even a you know musical comedy and stuff like that hang on let me show you something sorry what were you saying bro what were you saying I don't ever so interrupt me like that again <laughs> <laughs> you dirty motherfucker i swear to god if you interrupt me like that again oh wow that's oh, so shit. cool that is cool oh i remember oh you guys know oompa yeah that's oompa that's oompa that's his character so- so he he's actually in late fees also so he plays uh a, like a a song in late fees live and my character falls in love with his you know with rip hyman so i'm rocking rip hyman shirts and shit your and character get, falls in love with rip hyman yeah it's signed to my character this was actually in late fees in the vhs rental store to aaron broners for life rip hyman's <laughs> but uh yeah, we want this character to blow up, dude. So if you want to do a musical on him, that'd be awesome. We'd love to have him on oh, the yeah. show, man. I mean, I'm sure Sam would love to have him on Sam of All Trades. Dude, my friend, um, he is the baddest guitar player you'll ever meet in your life. And he wrote like a song for, for Rip Hyman's that's actually in Late Fees. And he's writing two more butt rock songs for the sound guy. So nice. like when he actually performs on the sound guy, it's going to be a full live performance with like 200 people. I'm going to get a jib and shit, fucking camera going over the Bad audience and all that crazy shit. So, um, yeah, dude, you should do a documentary, dude. Dope. <laughs> yeah. The sky's the limit, man. Uh, you know, phase two, I think is, is going to be, is going to be very fun. And once we kind of like, get the ball rolling you know it's going to be kind of because we have other you know we have our sound guy who does all of our music and stuff and and he he uh we've been discussing and not this isn't going to happen anytime soon but uh like old-timey radio shows like podcasts like uh sam was talking about a law and order podcast he heard the other day um you know there's paul rudd has like a storytelling podcast where you listen to this sort of episode go on yeah dude um that's cool yeah, yeah so there's, there's a lot of Just that. Excuse so. me for one second. For sure, yeah, for dog. Sure. You son of a bitch. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. If you if you continue to fucking um yeah, so I got to uh, um yeah, well you, well I don't know. What? <laughs> what was that? So for the cut, I was going to say. Oh. Sorry, this dog is just fucking No screaming. worries, bro. My um at work, so Oh, look at her. Look at her, baby. Yo, where's her dick? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I'm excited. We have, we have sort of like an old time radio show planned, 
you know, like, uh, do you, do you remember hearing though? Not, I mean, you're not old, but like back in like the 1930 and 1940s, you'd have the you remember the thirties, bro. <laughs> and you'd click it on and be like journey to adventure mansion. And like, you know, you would hear, we'll, hear, we'll, we'll do I mean, one. I never like listen to him. I know, we'll do but. one for you real quick. Hold on. <clears throat> all right, Sam, you just do, you do all the, all the, uh, sound effects. And stuff, <laughs> what are you doing here, Dame? Do, do, do. Now, now, That's see here, I only came to this creepy, creepy island because he told me there was going to be money here. <laughs> Shh. Stay low, sweetheart. The only things we got on the other side are Japs and gookheads. Make sure you got your 45 ready to go in the back Ding pocket, tong, just tong. like Charlie. Tong, tong, tong. <gasps> Shh. You hear that? In the trees. Come over here, sweetheart. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Not, not, not yet, you want. Pew, pew. Will Will Detective Johnson survive to, to Hornball Island? Will the mysterious woman who dragged him along turn out to be a succubus? Find out on next week's episode of Live Sci-Fi Adventure. Have you been listening to these? No, well, I mean, in, you know why in they talk heart. like that? You know, you know what's called what the language? No, what is it? It's called transatlantic. Oh, why oh, they that's talk right. Like that in the '30s. And I mean, was, I don't think we do. We're going to do that on the show. Well, I know. I'm just that? saying it's just interesting because they just thought it made them sound more proper and more kind of British and stuff. So it was just kind of the way they tried to talk back in. And the it's 30s. all trebly. There's no bass in yeah. uh, in a speaker, so it's, it's like. So ah, it sounds like they're all talking. Through and it sounds like I'm on old time radio. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I love today's it. today's show is brought to you by Clorox bleach. McClay's um, obsessed with all those '30s and '40s movies and stuff. If you go. Well, to the thing is, those are making a comeback. Back. So we were we were Sam Sam was like, well, why don't we do this? He's like, we'll write up a whole bunch of like sci-fi stories and old school 50 stories, like, and we'll have actors come on and they'll play the parts. And you know, you'll you'll get you know the sound guy in the background doing the music and the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And uh and I was like, hell yeah, bro. But then quarantine happened and we were like, fuck. But like we were gonna have people come over and read the script out, and it was it was gonna be a whole interactive sort of thing. That sounds like fun. Yeah. All types of projects in the, in the works. There's we always something. Got to find some time. We just got to monetize it. one of them. Yeah, I think right? you just got. Well, it'll That's happen. Like the hardest part, man. It'll yeah. happen when it happens. Um, Keith, let's. Uh, so, do you have anything in the works? Uh, anything on your end, big that's coming up that people should look out for, other than late fees? Um, well, shit, late fees probably won't drop till next year. I've been just focusing on the broadcast, man. You can find that uh, YouTube.com/slash/theBroadcast. Everybody, go on to YouTube slash podcast and subscribe. And you guys have the podcast link. We we always link the podcast yeah. on our end. We tag the podcast. We follow them. On we always uh, talk about you on our shout outs at the end of every episode. You guys always nice. plug us on your end. We see the little sticker in the background. One of our OG stickers back there made made the wall of fame. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, it's yeah. It's, give me a shirt, dude. I want to rock a shirt. Yep, we're gonna yes. get some shirts sent out to you guys. Uh, uh well, we got, we got, uh, you know what we messed up. We needed to make another on, bigger shirt for Brian McClay. We only have one for you, did, you didn't do that? Oh. We, we only have it for fucking FC. We have small, medium, largest, and XLs. That's right. And then one quadruple XL. Do you, are, do you know the design? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like a generic, not generic, but it's it's the perfect type of shit that a Fortune 500 company would pitch you. <laughs> they They would come into there and they would be like, the future is okay. now. It's sudden. Is your is your off. phone a new connection? And you're good, brother. Go take care of it. She just <laughs> took off with my sock. She's like, I thought I had man. it on my phone. These fucking huskies, man. They're uh, spawns. They're horrible. Of 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to deal with them, you know. I'd rather get married. <laughs> not um, but this wait. is the sticker there. That's the sticker. Yeah, let me click on your shit. Yeah, that's that's. Oh the yeah, sticker. I like that. Okay. Mm. That's the new sticker. I like that. Got the QR code on there, and uh, you know, people will be able to scan it and and come right to all of our stuff, and um, and yeah, so it's it's pretty. I don't great. know if you could see the T-shirt, but pretty much. That's cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, so in the middle good. of the phone is like the you QR can actually code. Scan that. So yep. yeah, when you when you point your camera, your phone camera, if someone's taking a picture of you, it, the the shit will pop up. That's sick, dude. It's gonna be cool because we'll have our Teespring line of shirts, which are just like your sort of average normal consumer shirts. You know, we'll have t-shirts, mugs, you know, masks, you know, socks, the whole shebang. But then on the bingeonthis.com website, we're gonna have like specialized kind of pieces, like dildos. Like we may have Sam draw out, you know, a cool tattoo design and only make five of those sweatshirts and sell them for like $35, $50 a pop. Like um, just like custom cleaner pieces will come from the site itself. Um, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of stuff in the iron, man. You know, the problem I have an idea. Is, huh? What's that? I have an idea for you guys. If you Ooh. don't know, um, Hit us. we just started is uh, Patreon. He's against Patreon. I've been Patreon. saying Patreon since you know, the beginning. I was I against, against. I was against. Patreon. I was against. Patreon. You're not against too. selling T-shirts, but Hang you're against second. Patreon. I, I am these a, fucking dogs out. Do you guys have a minute? Or? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. You're good. Um, listen I, to me, you motherfucker. Son of a bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> listen to me. I'm not doing Patreon until everybody starts pulling their weight. Until <laughs> that happens. It's not happening because Patreon requires us to have levels. It requires us to give gifts. It requires us to be on top of that stuff. But once we have t-shirts and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is just from a production point of view, we, uh, like either we have to, we would have to like, we would really, have to, that's like a to, daily check-in yeah, thing. Like that's yeah. not, that's not just a weekly thing. You that's get like, content that you would normally not get. I yeah, know. dude. Like you would have to do a questions and answer thing afterwards. You would have to do, you know, a thing like that. And again, I'm, I'm all for that, but like that's, I can't do that by yeah, myself. And we don't like have enough that. questions coming in. You know what I mean? So like right now let's, let's worry about just getting the rest of this stuff. Bless you. Um, getting the rest of this stuff going and, and then we can worry about that. But in, until I, that happens, we, yeah. I can't. Um, so yeah, we're about to wrap you up. Against brother. Patreon? Um, I, in the mean way to him, I was like, listen, you son of a bitch. I was like, we're not doing <laughs> Patreon. Um, we can't do Patreon yet until, until the book wraps up. And once the book wraps up, uh, once all the other shows get on the same level, um, you know, once, once everything starts running a little bit more automatically, it'll give us a little bit more time to focus on Patreon because Patreon's something that has to be done almost daily. You know, you, 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 you know, you, you have to update that, uh, sort of on the little blog. You have, you have to give to something that's behind, you have to give the consumer something that's behind a paywall. So you and have I'm, to, you know, you yeah, have to like give shirts, them stickers. So you guys already have, that's and, what else. For example, the first tiers, you don't have to offer them shit. And if you have like, say, you know, $3 a month, $5 a month, but you get, you know, next amount of people doing it. That's how much you're making per month. Yeah. I thought of the same thing, but then, um, I saw my friend's podcast and, um, they have like fucking 40, uh, Patreons and shit. And they're making like 600 bucks a month. And I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> and it's like, if they're doing, if they're making $600 a month, just doing that, why not? You know, it's, it's honestly not even that much extra work, dude. We should basically, uh, if we get and a I'm Jamie, not going to lie to you, we don't have that much. 
many patrons right now, but we're getting ready to promote it. It's like, fuck, if you could get that extra few hundred dollars a month, you know, yeah. put into the podcast and then make it more bigger and bigger if, eventually. If and you then want eventually to spearhead that. Anyway, Sam, um, what you're saying, you can Sam? spearhead that. I'll oh, I was just on. saying uh, an easy Sorry. way too would be uh, just to just to put out the same content except uh, censor. Censor bleep everything that's normally put out there and then the Patreon is uncensored. I'll tell you what I told the MDK squad. You can you do whatever you want. If you want to spearhead it, spearhead it and I will back you up 100%. But a Patreon right now is not something I can handle, especially not with trying to get the website up and and Yeah, and the website to needs the to go up first show. for sure. The yeah. website definitely needs to go up first. But maybe that's, that's we'll, the, we'll talk about it. Well, you know, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. It's a good idea, but you know, I think there's something in my head that just doesn't like this idea of being the, beholden. Well, the reason anyone. why I didn't want to do Patreon at first is because I heard they were like censored and shit a lot and i was kind of against that but uh, um they censored yeah. yeah they were like uh a lot of there's a lot of people that actually left um patreon um what's that guy's name that sam guy that's always on rogan and shit like he left because they censored him and shit so i was hmm. like fuck, i was always like fuck patreon fuck patreon but then when I saw my friend making six hundred dollars, like six hundred bucks, I was like, "Holy shit!" You're like, "I'll suck That's their a dick." Lot of money. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, hey, I, I could use six hundred bucks. Shit, bro, that would yeah. cover production costs and. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you get to a point where, say, it's two to three thousand dollars a month, I mean, that's a good source of fucking income. And if you go, dude, every podcast has a fucking Patreon. Go look at all your favorite podcast patrons, and it tells you how many patrons they have. And it'll tell them, it'll tell you how much money they make a month, but they can hide it. But you'll be like, holy shit, they're making bank off just Patreon. Hey, and that's not even the ads and all that shit, you know? That sounds like a Zozo uh, Inc. production. And I don't issue. even work for Patreon. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to sell it. Why are you plugging Patreon, Doc? <laughs> um, Do you oh, work good. for Patreon? Is that your sponsor? Yeah, sponsored yeah. by this episode. This episode is sponsored by Patreon. Um, but yeah, that's something we're going to look into. Um, I think as we, as we get a little more consistent, you know, we'll get uh, look, off. I will definitely start spearheading more stuff and, and putting more, um, uh, Hey man, I'm begging, I'm betting on the book, making a million dollars. Don't I, sit here and think that I put well, in no, all I'm this just, effort. So that you I'm just saying, uh, what, if, if the MDK squad has a, you know, does their thing and if FC can continue to, you know, if everything continually went, you know, your dream version of having backlog mm -hmm. stuff and everything mm -hmm. we're like a month ahead, mm -hmm. if that was going and we were able to get the website up and start, then that's where the things start happening. Exactly. That's where we could start making d major decisions and going, okay, yep. we'll do a Patreon or okay, we got a sponsor Until for this show. Until then though, can't um, do anything. Yeah. So do you have a, a do you have a website, the podcast? Uh, I own the podcast.com. I just haven't made a site for it. Or Sick. Surprisingly somewhere. cheap to buy a domain name. I was really surprised that we got binge on this channel. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of oh, surprised. It's like eight bucks or 11 yeah, bucks or something like that. For like that. two years or something. Yeah. It's probably bullshit, but when I go on there, it's like, it's worth $1,100. I'm like, what the fuck? Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's like, worth something when someone makes one. Exactly. Yeah. No shit. But, um, but no, it's, wait, do you ever see those people who make money basically coming up with domain names? Oh yeah, a lot of people will try to when a movie come out, try to come buy all the ones before the studio does. Yeah. So like a lot of um, movies that come out will get fucked, and they'll have to use like some yeah. long name. I or they'll even contact you and be like, "Hey, like we know you have yeah. the domain. Like yeah. we'll pay yeah. you ten thousand dollars to give us the domain name." Yeah. Like yeah, I knew one guy, or didn't know him personally. I saw this thing on him where he 
back early, like in your early, like 99s and early 2000s, he would just sit there and go like, okay, what is it? Energy, energy, energy transfer. Okay. Energy transfer.com, energy transfer rigs, energy transfer rigs, you know, whatever it might be. Truckers Inc, you know, and he just fucking spend, bought them all take up. a few thousand dollars and just buy all those like ones like that. And eventually someone will want to buy I'll hit. one of them back. He and then fucking hit, sold know? giant ones. Yeah. He sold some for like tens of thousands. Like that's when, they were, when they were interviewing him, he was in a mansion. He was like, yeah, no, I do pretty well. Imagine being on that's that crazy. date. Just off of domain names. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he did other things too, but this She's was like, a smart oh, guy. Charlie. So what do you do? And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I deal in domain names. <laughs> no, uh, last week I made a killing off of bigbootysluts9.com. <laughs> it was cash fire. It was delicious. Um, go he's like, I'm making up words right now. now. <laughs> yeah, at this point, you know, it's, it's just coming to me like clockwork. White power. Three six five. You'd be surprised how much those Ku Klux Klan guys spread out to buy that domain. No, but you got to start making up words like like Yahoo or Google and Geschmigglebits. That was me. Kegel. <laughs> the gig, Kegel. The Kegel. Um, but yeah, man. Well, good. I'm. Uh, it's so good to hear that you're doing well on your end, man. And uh, of course, everybody, you know, uh, check out the podcast. What one? We're doing one last question before you you head off. All right. We're workshopping a name for a new show. And you're you're a good you're good uh, uh, showrunner. I'd like to say you're a good man of 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 an idea. Um, if I were to tell you we were going to start a new show called <laughs> Ching Chang Tong, what would you think? Do we, do we, can we tell him? No. Okay. If I tell you, hi, my name's my name's Brian. I'm I'm the co-founder of Binge on This Network with such great shows as this, that, and the other. Happy News with Perry Kurtz, What's Hood with FC, and Ching Chang Chong. What's that show about? What do you think that show's about, Keith? <laughs> you take a guess and you tell me what you think when you hear Ching Chang Chong. It's change. <laughs> It's like a rare coin show. <laughs> Got me good. It's no, like, like falling on the ground. <laughs> it's like no, uh, it's like it's, a nerdy dude. It's oh, three. Welcome it's, back to Ching Ching Chong. It's um, three Asian girls that are going to be eating Asian food and just not talking eating. About dick. They're not eating, but they're just talking. They're just they're like talking about dick and talking about dick. It's like a lady show. Yeah. Now, if I if I told you that it was a lady show hosted by three Asian women. And, and, and that's called, what they wanted to call it. It's called Ching Chang Chong. On your feet. channel? Yeah. I'd what do you think? But would you, would you, would you... I don't give a shit what it's called. What if it was on your channel? What What if? Liar. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> do you think this is an issue, possibly? I just think Ching Chang Chong. If you were a lawyer... If you were a lawyer, if you look, were somebody who wanted to sponsor us and you heard that. Def- okay, look, I don't, that, you're definitely not getting any sponsors. That's, <laughs> that's all I I don't give hear. a shit. Like, I, you know what I mean? It doesn't even offend me or anything. So. For sure. What would you, what, how about this? Pitch me a name for a show of three Asian girls talking about dick. It d- doesn't necessarily have to be about. Penis. Big dick, just, big throbbing dick. Fuck. Chicks talking about. You know who's really good with this is my friend Oompa. He always comes up with <laughs> funny, uh... funny show names. The other day, I was thinking of like the the like something like the Witching Hour, but like the Fortune Cookie Hour or something like that. It's like classy. It's still Asian, but you're not just straight out going, "Welcome to the Ching <laughs> Chang Chong Hour with Ching Chang and Chong." Like, no, we, like, we have stripper names. That's fucking insane. Something like, with a noodle in it. 
Wet noodle. Wet or noodles. like or like the Emperor Hour. You know what I mean? Like the oh God. like the red Empress, dragon. The Empress Hour. The Empress Hour. That's classy. Like like you know People like that's that. you know what would like sponsored. Like the, the Empress Hour with Jade. <laughs> or I was gonna say like the Jade the Jade Dragon Hour. Like there's always some type of Jade Dragon in Chinese dragon, yeah. mythology. Yeah. It's like the Flaming tiger paw dragon tattoo. I was pitching something like that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I was I was at my my mic yesterday and I was sitting down making notes and I was like crouching Asian hidden wong tong. No, 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 no. I was like I was like egg drop crouching egg drop soup. I said I don't I'm not racist enough. To, I said I'm not racist enough, y'all. I said oh, Are your windows down. Um, no, <laughs> can you imagine? That would be funny. Almost people, <laughs> but uh, but Sam, like, uh, the microphone in his car. Do you have anything else, uh, uh, on your end? That you no, I just need everyone to go on to Sam of All Trades. Uh, give me a listen and a like. Um, uh, subscribe to our uh, binge on this channel.com when that goes up. And no, that's about it, man. That's it. This book will be coming out soon, and then I will promote the hell out of this. Oh, no. um. I do have Little Sticky, the, the children's book to yep. promote. So if you guys could go on Amazon and uh, under the children's book section and find Little Sticky. Yep, yep. And then um, Jane has her book, Bittersweet Exchange, Thoughts, word, Words, and Action. Um, you could find that on Amazon also, Bittersweet Exchange. Boom, good stuff. Um, on, on my end, I want to say I'm sorry, guys. You know, I took a break, and I didn't let you guys know. And I'm sure that may have left you in a state of confusion that you're still worried about to this day. COVID happened. You lost your job. But at the bottom, you were really concerned for us. And I can feel that in the universe. So I want to say thank you. And the next time I take a sabbatical, I'll make sure to let you know. Future Brian, as you're sitting back and listening to this in the 10-story building that you bought in downtown Tokyo, uh, New Tokyo, because Japan has won World War III, and you're standing there and you're, you're floating in a giant ship because diabetes took their legs, and like right before they transfer your consciousness over to that robot, um, you know, and like right before it happens, you know, you'll, you'll be looping this, and you'll be hearing all our great episodes of such great shows like this, that, and the other. Happy news with Perry Kurtz, What's Hood with FC and Liliana, Eclectic Radio with our own Jason, Jay Sada, uh, Same of All Trades, The Reading Ronin with me, that's right, and of course our flagship show, Roll 420's a high fantasy D&D Dungeons and Dragons game where you get to listen to us pretend to be other people, and it's a grand old time, and when you're hearing this, Brian, and as that heart monitor starts beeping slower, beep, 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 and you see your third ex-wife, she takes off the mask because masks are sewed onto your face now after World War III. And she's like, I knew I'd get you, son of a bitch. And I'm like, and like, right as it cut out, just know that I love you. And remember to love each other. And remember to stay safe. And remember to dream the dream of a thousand dreams, Brian, because you're dying. Geronimo! <laughs> she, she got you. She got you, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you 